Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 97, which is The Raid Redemption from 2011, directed by Gareth Edwards. Now, even though Gareth Edwards is not an Indonesian person, this is definitely an Indonesian film and very interesting. Yes, very violent as well. And we followed this up with Dread from 2012, directed by Pete Travis and starring Carl Urban. Now, this is technically a remake. The Dread 2012 is actually a remake of The Raid. And we have covered remakes in the past, and they don't always work out so well. Like we did that actually when we did covered uh, Insomnia and uh, what that was. But this is very interesting because this is actually, there's some, we have issues with some of The Raid. And we actually found that Dread actually fixed a lot of those issues. And Dread is actually possibly a better movie than The Raid. You'll have to get into the actual podcast to find out how you feel about that. But uh, I was very, very happy about it. I think Dread uh, is an incredible thing, uh, especially considering the fact that it came from such uh, bad standards with uh, the movie that happened in the 90s. Uh, but uh, it is a hidden gem that I think a lot of people might have missed. And that's kind of the thing that is so special about Martini Giant is finding those hidden gems. Uh, okay. Uh, speaking of which, I am going to show you, uh, I'd like to let you guys know about a watch party that is definitely not a hidden gem. It is a terrible movie, but watch parties with terrible movies are a lot of fun. But this Saturday, July 30th at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will be recording a podcast of the really, really cheesy and kind of ridiculous a sci-fi film that came out in 1987 called Cherry 2000. And we would love to have you join us. Uh, all you got to do is go to twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. Again, that is July 30th uh, at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is GMT minus 8. If you could be part of that, it'd be a lot of fun. Um, and so, you know, and if, while you're there, if you'd like to subscribe to Martini Giant there, we'd be a lot of fun as well. Uh, and don't forget to join our Discord. The best way to find our Discord is to just go to our Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash Martini uh, uh, Giant, uh, Martini Giant, all one word. And uh, you will be able to uh, find a link to our Discord there. Uh, but another announcement is uh, based on... Uh, one of our moderators on our Discord, uh, she highly suggested that we get with the times and join TikTok. So we all have, and actually Daniel Thrawn has put in a bunch of really great TikToks, uh, and I would definitely recommend you guys check it out. Uh, and his TikTok is uh, Daniel Thrawn, uh, all, all one word. And then Eric also decided to join, although I don't think he's actually put any videos up, but his uh, is Eric Sheely, which is also all one word. And Eric is E-R-I-C-K-S-C-H-I-E-L-E. So that's Eric Sheely. And I also started a TikTok, and I put a couple of videos up, and it's been a lot of fun, honestly speaking. And it is uh, everything has Fresnel, all one word. Everything has Fresnel, and Fresnel is spelled F-R-E-S-N-E-L. And we also started our, the Martini Giant TikTok, which is going to uh, basically uh, bring in all of our personalities together and conglomerate them there. So that is uh, uh, Martini Giant is also on TikTok. So if you'd like to subscribe to all four of those, if you happen to be on TikTok, that would be great. We would love to have you uh, be part of our short form video formats. All right. But for now, please enjoy episode number 97 with The Raid Redemption and 
Dread. Eric, have you seen either of these movies? I saw The Raid a couple times. Okay. I never saw... Dread? Um, Dread, the second one. Right. Right. For those never who are it. keeping track, we are not talking about the Stallone Dread, which we also covered. I saw we that. We did. Yeah. Oof. The, the Death's Judge Dread, and yeah. that's with Sylvester Stallone, and we did that as a watch party, I believe. Yes. <laughs> That was uh, that's that is a lower quality that, film. That is a very low quality film. <laughs> a very low quality. Who directed that? Who directed that? Oh gosh, probably like Stephen Summers or someone like that. I'll look that up. Okay. Um, and that, but we are covering the 2012 version of Red, right? Starring uh, what's his name? Carl Urban. Carl Urban. That's right. Oh, uh, it, I didn't even realize. Uh, Danny Cannon uh, was the guy who directed uh, the original oh, the, the, Dredge Dread. Original yes. Dredge Dread? Yes. Yeah. Danny Cannon is uh, not known for extremely high quality material. Like what other what other <laughs> what films, films did he do? He uh, let's, let's look at a director. There we are. He has actually directed a ton of TV. we got to give him credit for that. The TV is pretty good. He directs like CSI and Pennyworth and Gotham and all that kind of Very stuff. Very nice. Okay. So that's all solid. Uh, his, uh, yeah, his, where did he even, yeah, so he did Judge Dredd, mm-hmm. uh, The Young Americans, I think with Harvey Keitel, which isn't that bad. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I still know what you did last summer. Okay. And mm-hmm. then, uh, then directly after, oh, the, nope. Yeah. Directly after that, he's nothing but television for the rest of his life. <laughs> so right. uh, that sort of put him in director jail and he never really got it. He, he just became the warden of director jail. That was what he did. Okay. Right. Danny Cannon. Right. No offense to Mr. Cannon. That is not a very good film, but he has gone on to, a very sturdy career in TV, so we can all be happy about that. This is a very different movie, though. And the first little uh, note I want to throw out about Dread is that mm-hmm. Carl Urban said that this was not directed by the director that is listed. Oh, what? Yes. Uh, the director, and I am slightly inclined to believe him because that director uh, has never done anything else of note at all, like... Not, nothing that anyone would recognize. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's backtrack. Mm-hmm. Let's backtrack one second. For for um, the raid, you're saying? No, no, no. no. For Dread. Dread. Okay. So for Dread, uh, the director, the most known thing that this director has done uh, outside of the raid or outside of uh, Dread is uh, a thing called Vanishing Point. Which is sort of a hokey action movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, Nothing else that anyone would have heard of. But the writer of this movie is Alex Garland, uh, who wrote 28 Days Later and Sunshine. I like that. uh, Right. He also wrote and directed Annihilation and wrote and directed uh, a number of other very high quality movies. Uh, So you think that he directed it? This is what Carl Urban said. <laughs> he was just like, yes, Alex Garland directed that movie. That is the first movie that he directed. Because he's... Wow. He, he directed also Ex Machina. Ex Machina, yes. Oh. Yeah. So, I like that. And re-watching it with it in mind, I'm inclined to believe it. I mean, 
Like so, uh, possible, mm-hmm. possible. Yes, interesting. Yeah. It could be because I, 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 for instance, don't buy the Spielberg directed Poltergeist line. Mm. Like I see a lot of Toby Hooper in Poltergeist. I think they were both very heavily creative involved to get creatively involved right. together. Sure, but there's lots of Toby Hooper fingerprints on that movie. So mm-hmm. I'm not like doing it just because I want to slam big time director, but like. Uh, this thing is like <laughs> this, one, <laughs> this movie, especially in the color palette and the sort of like the bizarro sparkly color scenes. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of annihilation in that look. Like, that was a proto yes. sort of After Effects version of annihilation. And uh, so I'm I'm leaning towards this is likely a uh, an Alex Garland piece of work. Right, I buy that. Right. But you had never seen this, Eric. Uh, Never seen this. Not at all. And I really liked it. It's really good, right? It's really good. It's really good. Um, good. I was surprised. Like, I was like, I thought it was going to be, okay. You know, I I knew about Judge Dredd. I know how terrible that was. And I was like, this is supposed to be like a good action film and it's simple. Like I said, it's a simple good. And it's, it's, it, it totally is that, yeah. <laughs> right. but it's so well executed. And it's in fact, it's, it's brilliant. And I don't, it would never have happened without the raid, obviously. Oh yeah. I mean, these movies are, there's a reason why we're pairing these things. Cause right. like, they, like they, I don't know if they saw the movie and wrote it that day. They're like, we should remake this as judge Fred. <laughs> but it's well, like, it's a very, very similar picture. It's it's all because I like the raid, but I have some problems with it, and mm-hmm. all the problems that I have with it are solved by dread. Are buffed out by dread. <laughs> I agree. It, I just agree. the fact that it's dread, yeah, instead yeah. of just the random police that goes in and kills everyone for no reason. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> because yeah. like you know how we can make this work if it's dread who goes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, then it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, exactly. It makes a little more sense. Well, the thing is, I, I think that uh, I mean we can get into this a little bit more later when we specifically talk about uh, uh, the red. But the the red is a very uh, like I think that it's a little bit more uh, polished in terms of what he chooses to shoot for his action. Like his action is really clean and nicely edited in a way that Alex Garland was. Yeah, it's very very like very sharply thought through. You know, in a in a moment to moment sense that. Uh, that isn't true, even isn't so much true for Dread. Like, Dread is a little bit more like, you know, regular action shooting. And it's good, but it's not quite as, like, quite as snappy as the Raid is. However, Dread is, like, an incredibly nicely structured bit of world building. Yes. um, That feels much, much bigger than they can afford. Whereas the Raid feels... Oh, and they succeed so well in building that world with so little. Yeah. It's they really do. Stunning. I think they're much more clever uh, in um, in uh, dread. In the raid? In yeah. dread. Yeah, because like there are the scenes there that you know it looked like a boiler room for a, a building downtown, but yet it worked. Yes. Yeah. They it was really, really it... great. I felt like the raid's art direction was a little too umber. Yeah, it's it's one note. It's very yeah. one. Yeah. That was and the like, thing for me. Yeah. And honestly, guys, I'll be really truthful. Uh, about Until about an hour and 10 minutes of the film, 
I thought the reason they went into the building, and I'm not joking, I, I perceived, and I missed the storyline, I thought they were going into, build, into the building to mm -hmm. get to the top floor to kill the guy responsible for the voiceover in the film. And I was like, <laughs> we gotta get that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, a good that's idea. A goal. I'll, I'll chip that's in. A goal a Kickstarter for, for that. definitely put some yeah, money Yeah, It's down. one guy doing everyone's voice. Right. And then they get to the top and he's in like a sound booth and they shoot him. But no, <laughs> that's it. It was different. Like, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, you should kill him. We should all get together and kill him. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I understand. But yeah, I think that, uh, right. Because the raid is like a, uh, like after, I think you're right with the set dressing because, like, it doesn't have a great sense of place overall. Like, mm. uh, there's no, almost no differentiation between, like, the levels that go up. You know, it's basically, it's the same set. We slightly redress it, and then we shoot another action scene. Right. You know, but Dread is like... But so, you can't like, tell. Yeah, they're it's very. Like, every floor looked the same, and no one really... Did I just lose you guys? No. No. So every floor looks the same, and the apartments were a little too dingy. It's like, really? People live here? Like, there wasn't any... Um, Variance. It wasn't well right. thought out that way. Right. And then all of a sudden, the dread was really beautiful. It was so yeah. clever. And you yeah. knew some of those shots were like, we literally did this in the basement of our somebody's apartment. <laughs> totally. But it definitely was cool. And I was like, yeah. okay, right. I see where you're going. And I loved it. It was really creative. I was blown away. I loved it. Yeah, it's because it's it, it like this is a movie where like there's a unif like a. Like all the effects are like the effects in this movie are not incredible effects. Like they're good enough effects. Like it's they like work. yeah, they, they clear the bar. And the most for what for for for, for, for dread, dread, right? They yeah. like like they're not. It's not super photoreal, you know. It's like no, but, but, but it's the, enough to world build. Like the big establishing CG shots, yeah. you know. Yeah, it works. And that's it. That's all you need. And the stuff is creative, regardless. You know, right. and like, like the way that they, the way that they shoot scenes, especially like one of my favorite scenes is the, the, um, the interaction between all the guys that are on the slow-mo and dread shooting everybody. Like, I'm like, right. this is just so nicely staged and so much fun that even though clearly this is comped by somebody with after effects, like, like it has an after yeah, effects. It doesn't glow, matter. Right? It works. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's actually because it's so uniformly that tone, like in terms of like, Everything's around the same level of visual effects, so it doesn't like jump up too high or jump down. That's too right. Low. It wasn't right. like it was multiple facilities and their right. stuff. Somebody's stuff looks better than others. It was yeah. real. It, it really comes together. Like it really has a flavor. And you buy the color grading. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. No, it's it's really sort of terrific. And uh, and like this is the kind of movie where it's just like if they had spent one more dollar on it, the studio would have gotten in the way and fucked it up. <laughs> right you like, got a point it's it, like it's just so like they pushed the, what was the budget the budget must must have been super low I, mean, I i think it was pretty low i think it's probably like hmm, i'm gonna before i look i'm gonna say it's like a maybe a mid mid 30s 20s to 30s hmm. 30s that much it's high it's higher than i thought it's actually 45 million uh, 45. But I think that's because they're really shooting in like some pretty large areas they had to they had to work with. I think this is I think it's shot in South Africa. 
I thought it was South Africa because yeah. the building reminded right. me of a building I saw in. It didn't a, make that much money at all. No, no, it didn't do well. It definitely did not do well. Wow. Yeah, it's really too bad because I think, and I think that it, re- it got hammered because people only remembered the dumb one from Stallone, and uh, and so they saw this and they're like, like, who the fuck would want that again? And so, right. as much as people were pushing to try to get people to see it, it just never got traction. I think that like this is a thing because this is more or less pre Super Marvel domination. Like, mm-hmm. if this came out now, it would be seen like the boys is, you know, like. It's counter programming to superheroes, right? And I think that uh, it, like it would have done much better if it came out maybe even just five or six years later. But uh, but re- you know at that point it was just sort of like, who the fuck wants another one of these movies? That movie is terrible. Yeah. So really, the Stallone really killed it. I think so, and I like Stallone. But I think that was just a. It's hard to overcome that stuff. I, I yeah. I I think maybe you're right. Although there was a lot of time between those two dreads, right? There was one was 1995 or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone remembered dread. Maybe I'm wrong. Like nobody remembered it in the first place. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I just maybe it wasn't. You know, there's certain things where it wasn't marketed right or whatever. Right. But it was. It was. It was certainly. I don't know. It's it's really good. You know what I'm thinking now that I'm I'm thinking out loud. Tell me what you guys think. You know what we normally talk about each movie, et cetera, et cetera. Because these movies are 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 actually very similar. <laughs> In fact, the same thing. Why don't we talk about them simultaneously and say the movie plot simultaneously go, <laughs> yeah, going along? Because it's kind of <laughs> kind of can work that yeah. way, right? I mean, they they are like. I oh, really... I did an image. Did you guys mm-hmm. see the image I did for the show? Which one? Yeah. Which one? You said two. The one with him against the wall. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then but it's, it's the, but it's the other guys. It's <laughs> it's the it's it's the it's the it's the other movie on the yeah. other side of the wall. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 This uh That's this perfect. thing is like the like I would love to know because the guy who directed uh, the raid his name is uh, Gareth Evans I think. Yep. Um, yes. And he is a uh, he is a uh, a Welsh director. Uh, who I actually like quite a bit. I think he's gone on and done some very, very interesting, strange, strange movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I would, all, I've always wanted to know like what he thought of dread, <laughs> because if I was him, I'd be like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who came first? Oh, uh, the, uh, the raid. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that, uh, that dread people saw the raid were like, Let's use that as a working model. <laughs> no, when did the raid come out? A year later. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, sorry. The, the, uh, the raid early. came out in eleven, two thousand eleven, yeah. and dread came out in two thousand twelve. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and it's fair to even, like you can have both of them point back to like Die Hard is also in this sort of you know, this neighborhood. Of sure. Time. But uh, but this sort of like very, it's a very, and I mean this in a positive way, like video game quality to the setup. Like they, like there's a like you start at the lowest level and then you have to fight your way up through level after level after level after level. Yes. Right. Oh, and it's totally game. a video game. It's yeah. I was going to mention that it's totally like you got the boss levels, you right. got your different things that happen, right. and you just keep going up. Yeah. Now, in the first one in the raid, they only had 15 floors, but in uh, Dread, they had 200 floors. <laughs> floors exactly. <laughs> they have an elevator in Dread, though. 
so yeah, they do it. have an elevator. They do have an elevator. They have an elevator in the other one too, but they don't it's use true. them. Yeah, they, like it's <laughs> it gets you caught because I mean, like in in the raid, like they're clear, like they have like one soundstage that's been built out as apartment complex level, right? right? And then they're just like they kick the shit out of everybody and shoot everybody and blow it all up and they redress it and they call it level four. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I think know. that like this is the problem that they like I I think that if they had done more to give a give character to those sections, then well, the movie I, yeah, a little bit I, I that was my problem with the art direction because it was all this scumbled umber paint yeah. and so dilapidated that it was really hard. And I don't know why they did that. Maybe because if it was cleaner walls, then the lights would reflect more. I don't know, but it was yeah, definitely yeah. Like there was no character to the set; it all looked the same. Would you say because like it felt to me instead of like movie dirty, it felt like like Broadway dirty. It was stage. Yeah, it was definitely stage honestly. It's just to me, it looked it looked like like crappy texture mapping. <laughs> you know, what I mean, exactly. it's like, and and it was at one point it was what really sort of resonated when they're in the they're they're doing the three way fight between the three of them. You know, and and that in that room where he's chained. And there's right. nothing in that room at all. Right. And then when they started, like, uh, he, he, they slammed him against the wall and the wall looks like concrete. Yeah. But the whole wall buckled because it's <laughs> obviously <laughs> plywood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's obviously plywood. So it's like, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's like, cause I, I definitely get the idea of, you know, like, Hey, let's, let's just repeat the same thing and whatever it is. But it's just like, there's a, there's a sequence. My, probably my favorite sequence in the matrix right is when um uh reeves runs into that apartment building and like people are being taken over and turned into agent smiths like from room to room and he's jumping out the window like it's a really exciting sequence right right it's just before the end and like the layout of those rooms and the hallway and all that it felt like a real place like every room told a little story and you could tell the kind of person that lived in that apartment, you know? And I think that that's the responsibility of set dressing. It's like, you are, you are telling, yeah, you're from an art director. I'm just like, you're, you have to tell a little story here. And if you just mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, you drop the ball and you all make it look the same, that's going to like ruin the kinetic nature of what you're trying to do. I think it's also that like the houses just had like you know dirty walls and right. dirty floors and then just random furniture in it that's right 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 like and, and i mean it curtains. wasn't it, it wasn't there wasn't any curtains or right. anything else you know right. there, no no, no knickknacks or pictures or whatever right. you know something that makes it feel like there's any reminded in me it. a lot of when i went to grad school for set design i worked on so many small film productions and it just reminded me of some of those, like a really crappy soundstage on the west side. Oh, it's such a drag. I've man. worked on some. I won't say the names, but low, low, low budget shot with six, Super 16. And as the walls were, that kind of umbered with a sponge. It was like, oh, it's the same shit. Same fucking thing. Well, the thing is, I mean, that's, that's Which I mean. is too bad because the fight sequences were amazing. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, this yeah. is all, all the... All the bad shit I'm going to say about the raid is to do with this. Like all the good stuff is coming because the fights are yeah. fucking great. <laughs> like it's an exciting action. Fights are ballets. Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah. You know, like so I, it's not like a, I hope no one's getting the idea that like 
you know, I hate the raid. I do not hate the raid. I've seen the raid like 12 times. It's just in comparison to Dread, which is the right. one that I try to push on the hardest. It's like Dread feels like, and it sort of came up in uh, chat with uh, Alan Schneller. It's like, this is uh, like, it's a, it's a Verhoeven-ish world. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a RoboCop world. It's a uh, like, and it really feels both like false yet real simultaneously in a really, really interesting way. Like, like there are very few movies that do this correctly. Most of them are by Verhoeven. Like, I would say that, to give compliments to Stallone, like, he did one um, science fiction movie with uh, Sandra Bullock uh, and Wesley Snipes. I can't think of the name of the movie. And it has close to this... Shitstorm? Was that... What, was Shitstorm, was it? Shitstorm 2. Shitstorm, Shitstorm 2, yeah. Um, and uh, it's, not, it's not the greatest movie in the world, um, but it, like, it kind of gets in the neighborhood of Verhoeven. This one feels like, like, this is the real deal. This is like a spinoff of like to- this would fit into Total Recall somewhere that that takes place in kind of the same world, and has so much character that you could easily expand uh, into this with a number of other movies. Like, like I would I would rather have there be nine Judge Dredd movies than one more Marvel movie. <laughs> oh my God! Well. Well, no, I don't think that's that. I don't think that's exactly true, but I think that would like nine different dread movies. Yes, yeah. There's more not to do. Like not not more dreads. Yeah, no, like you don't have to repeat dread. Like I'm just saying that like but, the world but is, do things like dread. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like you you can make you can make more of a meal out of this stuff. And if you're gonna make a low budget more of a meal, <laughs> like uh, and a mid-budget movie like this, like you can see how much more creativity you can buy uh, because you are not uh, beholden to the studio. Like, right. like 45 million is just pennies compared to Iron Man 3, you know? Yeah. And so, like, they actually get to make the movie that they want to make, you know? And it's really, really, really exciting. And so, like, the, like, the, the sort of, like, the, the, like, that After Effects thinness actually becomes a bonus to me because i'm just like this feels it like all works it's not yes. it's not disjointed in terms of visual style it's all the right. same and if you're going to commit to that visual style which is a really cool visual style and has almost a comic book vibe yeah. then go the whole thing way. Just go don't, for it go that's for right it. and don't mix it up like some effects are better than the others yeah because yeah, 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 yeah. you know it's, what it puts me in the mindset of right is um hammer horror films of the 1960s like where it's just like it's pretty lavish and slightly cheap, and it's what makes it really enjoyable. Like it's like, it's like there's so much thought put into this thing that it almost overcomes the fact that they had twelve dollars, you know. And it like it really it really feels very, like very very expansive with it's like they're they're spreading that butter over, over as much toast as they possibly can. <laughs> well, it's forty five million. It's not small potatoes. For the I kind mean, of movie that I mean you wouldn't make this for less than a hundred today, like easily. Today. But at two thousand eleven. Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. I mean, I mean, I mean now here's the thing. What I think what I think is good about it, I'm not necessarily saying it what I think is good about it is they treated it like a low budget film. Mm-hmm. Right? They treated it like we're gonna we're gonna keep it all in one space. We're gonna do all this. We're gonna do all that, right? right. And I I honestly think like you know, so just I'll, let's just get into the to the plot a little bit because I think it'd be interesting. Basically, the premise is there is it's in this big expansive world or 
in in dread's world they build the world for sure right mm -hmm. they like right. it is the mega metropolis that's grown from boston to washington dc right? right entire big huge city on the east uh and everything else is a wasteland everywhere else right they don't say much more they just sort of put that out there right, yeah. right. and then they they introduced the idea of the judges which is a comic book character we are familiar with the judges and the judges have the ability to uh go in as police officers and uh <laughs> grant uh, sentence someone and execute them yeah. in, all in the same in five seconds if necessary you're guilty of such and such and just boom 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 in order to clear up the courts more yeah right, right. that was that was the idea right so uh so that's the world that that they've established and uh we the other thing that they establish is a crime spree uh that's happening in terms of drugs which is also in uh in the raid uh but uh in dread they're using a, a new kind of drug called slow-mo which makes yeah. you feel like everything is going in slow motion right right uh, and they use a pretty, it's both funky and super cheesy effect of people uh -huh. on, 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 like uh, it. it's kind of cool, but basically it's like this glittery world or whatever. Everything is filmed in super slow-mo, right? right? But then they put this glittery effect on everything. So it feels like, Ooh, very <laughs> trippy, sparkly right? and all this shit. sparkly yeah. and glowy, right. um, lots of twinkling highlights and stuff like that. Right. So that's the the world when you're in slow mo. That's what everything feels like, apparently. Um, so uh, so that and then on the other side in in the raid, they uh, they just show up in a freaking van to go into this building. <laughs> like it, right? it is an underfunded operation. Like that's like right. No, no backup. Yeah. No calling yeah. the main state. Like, <laughs> right. hey, we're on our own. We're trick or treaters. It was a really. Kind of like, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely like what? That's true. right. <laughs> and so, what I think was interesting about the raid is that, uh, no, sorry, in 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 dread, he just randomly shows up. <laughs> Not randomly. He's going he's investigating someone that's gotten dropped off the ceiling right. uh, 200 floors, uh, which was actually kind of that was kind of a cool thing, too. So basically what happens is we find out in both of these movies, there is a boss that's at the top floor that controls the drug situation mm -hmm. in the raid. It's some crazy guy up there who's got two underlings that are important part of the story. Um, and in uh, Dread, it's Mama. <laughs> Mama. Mama, who is played by the same woman who does the Queen in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. Yeah. The, what's her name? Lena uh, Hetty, I think. Lena Hetty, yeah. 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 Yep. She's, and, good. Uh, she's on the Terminator she, show. Yeah. She's really good. Um, and that's right. She is in Terminator, the new Terminator last yeah uh but anyway she's uh uh they're at the top floor and like you said there the story starts where everyone's at the bottom floor and they <laughs> try to get up to the top floor to get to the bad guy and it is very much like a video game when you think about it that little donkey kong yeah exactly you're <laughs> like it's literal levels with bosses yeah you know? <laughs> and it's sort of perfect yeah 
but the way that they did that the uh, in dread, the way that they uh, discover that they have to the the, the the call that they make is they found that some guy who they busted, sure she busted or uh, they threw threw him off the uh, threw him off the the, the two hundred floor. However, to make it worse for that person, they put him on slow mo <laughs> so that their two hundred foot two hundred floor fall would be longer <laughs> yeah it's like an hour and a half of terror for them at least <laughs> plus they've been skinned you know so that's yeah, right, how right. do they do like, that yeah. that's like what that was the only thing that was like wait a minute it's excessive <laughs> well no but i just was like how do you pull everybody's body parts out that so fast yeah, that's yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, like if they've been doing it for like, I, they have a process. You know, it's like a pipeline. There is a well, process. There's, there's a flaying <laughs> process. I mean, that's yeah. a, that wasn't game. That was a deer pretty well. quickly. Sure, yeah. I understand it. Uh, right. But yeah, like they, like it's it's a great gag. You know, you, these dudes. You know, like like and it's very Alex Garland kinds of shots. Like where it's just like beautiful falling for a fairly <laughs> good long time. <laughs> And it just cuts to bang. <laughs> <laughs> the face against the the, um, the ground was great. Oh yeah, in the end, the uh, when, yeah. it's like a plexiglass piece of plexiglass yeah. or oh, something. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, like yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Would the way that... the way that it crashed and like yeah. is slowly crashing and there's just blood. Just spoiler, spoiler alert: when the, the bad guy is killed uh, and uh, she uh, dies in the same way, like she, her face hits camera and then just tears apart like in slow motion and it's <laughs> wicked cool and like i would right. say that the gore in this movie is so much fun it's yes. so much fun and it's just relentless right <laughs> like it's like very uh, very different violence in these yes. films yes. these two films that's a, one big difference is obviously one is clearly a martial arts film right big time martial arts film which is the raid and uh, uh, dread is just mostly about guns. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just guns and gory effects. Like that's right. that's basically the goal. And like they do some really nice stuff. Like uh, when Dread's partner shoots a guy like with a machine gun right up into his face, and like they just like essentially uh, CG replace his face with just torn up makeup of a head. And it's just like that looks fucking awesome. It looks like this awesome blend of like practical and digital that like just turns this dude's head into like a cauliflower. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just yep. brilliant. Yeah. So there's loads and loads of good stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. so it's like uh, Dread, his new partner that he's essentially testing out for the. Oh right, that's uh, uh, she's an important part of it. She right. and she uh, has uh, finds out that she's not that she's okay. In terms right. of her, how good she is, but she does happens to be a psychic. <laughs> right, she might be a little unstable, but she is a psychic. Right. Yeah, she is a psychic. Dion Warwick was her mentor. <laughs> That's right. Funny and she has out. a small cameo <laughs> in Psychic Friends Network, and it's that's the best part for me. Oh. Seeing, yeah. So much fun. Going back to your mentor and laying respect. I thought it was Miss Cleo. Remember Miss Cleo? Miss Cleo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> like I, I really, that's uh, Olivia Thurlby, I think her name is the actor, and I like her a lot. I think she's really, really fun in this movie, and she has like, she has almost more fun than Dread does. <laughs> like they do a lot with her character, and it's actually pretty great. They do. Now, an important muscle part of it is that Dread never takes off his helmet the entire film at all. Yes. Which is great. Yes. Which is awesome. Carl Urban so insisted on that being true. Like the, yeah. the studio is just like, we have to see your fucking face. We're pl we're paying for like your face, your car, you know, like people recognize you. You're not a giant star, but we want to, 
we're going to shuck out the money. We want to see the face. And he's like, no fucking way. <laughs> no way. It's Joe's bread. Right. It's not some cheap ass yep. Mandalorian bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they don't show his face, which is what they should have done in Mandalorian. Right. Anyway, um, the also, um, uh, uh, but she can't wear a helmet because it interferes with her psychic abilities. Also, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. <laughs> also, you wouldn't be able to. Well, she's a little bit thinner than he is. There's a couple of shots where I do get confused when the other dread, one of the other cops. Yes, dread, when the guy came I with was the like, 911 call, right. you're like, I, like, I thought it was one? him. I was like, <laughs> exactly. He's outside on a motorcycle now? What's happening? <laughs> but yes, right. yeah, I think it's I think it's probably better to have like someone there to serve as an emotional connection by seeing their face. So it's a good it's a good idea to do that. But I'm I'm glad that they kept it off of dread. That makes him a better character. Right. Right. So uh so yes, so they're 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 investigating this person that's fallen to the to the ground. And then oh uh, what did they what has they how did they get locked in? What what was the the thing that happened? So Mama is like like once okay so there's a guy uh who works at the control who, yeah like and uh like there's uh uh there there's there's like there's a person who knows too much right right that mama does not want this guy to be caught by the cops and so once okay. the cops show up once the judges show up uh and this becomes a possibility she orders the entire place shut down and it becomes clear that she runs the whole show, the security, everything with the building. Right. And it's a uh, huge building. It's yes. 200 floors. It's And it's a massive atrium that goes all the way up the, in, the inside. So, And it's the, the slums also. We should also note it's definitely the slums. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the whole and, world is slums. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And the uh, – and uh, so she basically gets on the intercom, locks the whole place down, and then says – all right, everybody, into your apartments right now because if you're outside of your apartments, you're going to get mowed down because we're going to not stop until uh, everybody's dead. You know, like, right? Like we have to, we have to take these these fools out, and that's pretty much the end of it. Right yeah. now, when they're locked down, uh, uh, the judges have lost communication with the outside. Right. And, and they uh, also, when they lock down, they say, oh, it's just a drill. We're doing a drill. Sorry, guys. Like right. to the people on the outside. Right. Because the, um, uh, I forgot his name, uh, Brandon Gleason's son there uh, plays the security head. And he's uh, basically has a knife to his throat from Lena Headey. And she's like, you're going to do what I say. I'm going to gut you. And right. uh, and so he's a, he's a, he's a nice guy, but he is in a bad situation and he, uh, he basically lies to the cops and lies to everybody else. Says, no, we're just running a test here with the defense system, so don't worry about it. And that's why right. none of the cops show up, even though the alarms have gone off. Right. So you have... You, uh, could, you could safely, if you regraded this film, you can cut those two movies together. I wonder what kind of film it would be. <laughs> basically, yeah. right? Basically the same thing. But yes, it's a little more yellowy, but if you cooled it down, yeah, sure. it would yeah, mix with fair. the red. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I think that the, like, when we get to the raid, it's like the raid is, like, the ra- the raid's greatest strength is that the cast is, you know, basically Krav Maga fighters and stunt people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like as much as we can complain. Well, about clearly, it, clearly the the uh, Krav Maga. 
Chromagraph, whatever it's, yeah, like that one. <laughs> like, I was trying to figure out what that type was because I was like, clearly the only guy who's an actor actor is the bad guy. You can right, tell because right. he's the only one that's not fighting. Everyone yeah. else is everyone else, crazy everyone ass else is just a fucking fighter, and that's the reason <laughs> to watch that movie. Like, right, like where it's like dread, and this is not a this is not a dig against dread, like. Nobody, everyone in Dread is an actor, and it's all staged with great explosions and good effects and all that right. stuff. But it's not like you're watching a Tom Cruise movie where you're like, "Holy shit, that I can't believe that guy did that!" You know, right. like it's all yeah. it's all it's all staged. Where the raid is right. like a lot of "Holy shit, I can't believe that guy did that!" I'm like yeah. that's bananas. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of banana stuff there. Yeah, it's really really fun. And of course, Raid Two has even more crazy stuff. Oh really? Oh yeah, I should check uh, it out. Yeah, it's incredibly fun. That's the like raid. Raid gets into the into the zone of just like it really is a martial arts film. In that, like, it's not like you're gonna fucking pick on the you know the plot of uh, you know uh, uh, Game of Death. It's like, why would you care about the plot of Game of Death? Well, <laughs> Doesn't make well, any I difference. I think it's brilliant. It's, it's I think it's if you really think about it, it's kind of brilliant way to think about uh martial arts films like we're gonna do a martial arts film it's gonna be run like a video game right and here's that's how it's gonna do it's gonna be a boss level and they're going into a building right and they're gonna get it's you have to get to the top level to get to the boss then you win that's it (laughs) and that's how it goes you know and so there's there's a little bit of that i don't don't, there is some definitely some stories about the connections and corruption and more so than more so than regular movies of its type and yes. it, like it's and it and it doesn't slow itself down by adding that it's all very good you know but uh right. but really like the when you come out of that you're just like your heart's pumping because the stuff you saw was just fucking crazy whereas like the reason why dread is great is because the filmmaking and the writing are great like these guys made a movie right. <laughs> you know and you're like that was incredibly fucking cool i loved watching these uh bad guys get mown down in really creative ways and uh and the characters were extremely fun, and that's why the movie works. You know, I think that's the, that's the big difference between these two movies. Because, like, I could actually do with less plot in the raid. <laughs> like, don't even right. show me the beginning where the guy wakes up and he's like, "Oh man, I'm gonna do it this time." Like, don't even show me the fucking van with the yeah. guys in it. Just like, right. kick open the door and start the raid. <laughs> right. In the but the car. thing about the yeah. the, yeah. the thing the thing in the raid. Go ahead, Eric. You could show the wife, and they do a flashback with her right. with the baby and the, uh, you know, her 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 baby bump. That's all you need to show is that his wife is, you know, he has a wife who's pregnant, yeah. which helped drive you know the story with his brother and the explanation with his brother. He right. didn't have to do that dialogue. All he had to do was say, you know, to show that they're connected. It's like you know she's having a baby. They do this whole thing yeah. like you're my brother. And it's like, I can't I'm, believe that you're with. Well, I'm a cop and you're my brother. And you're brother. the bad it's guy. It's unbelievable because if if I'm a bad guy and you're a cop, what are the chances? I mean, it's almost like me being a good guy and you're a cop. But no, it's the that's other language. way around because that's the way I am. Because right. I'm the bad guy and you're the good brother cop. Wait, yeah. she's pregnant. Just Don't use that against that, me. I'm not going to become go good to just because. Point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going good because she's pregnant, but that's great. <laughs> Congratulations! Like, okay, I'm still a criminal, <laughs> yeah, and I mean it. Yeah, yeah. It was like okay. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of that where I was like, ah, but I thought of a great idea. Mm-hmm. What if we took the raid and then, like, we can go and shoot 
these sequences with cats where you know how people are wrestling, <laughs> they knock something over and a cat goes Wheel! by the right. window. Right. We can cut right. the whole movie with that. Just to, like shing, 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 another cat reacts so, and so, we'll cut back to the regular action. Like all that, these yeah. little animals are reacting to the fighting. You it can, really is a story about the animals that, that happen to be in the Yeah, how sometimes like they'll reach on. in something and they knock something down and the cat goes right. like, like And then you, you just follow the cat into the movie i was like it was like a trope i was like that would be so great to do like animals <laughs> reacting because every action scene there's always somebody flying against the wall you could cut in that stuff right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my pitch like, is, yeah like, what i'd really love to do is i'd like to see the movie that takes place after this where like the uh the carpenters and the plasterers have to come back in and they oh, try to be smashed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they're arguing about what happened here. Oh, see we gotta buff this floor off. out. <laughs> exactly. They did that, they did that in the raid where this like the automatic machine comes in and just sucks up the dead body and the blood and just yeah, right. like, <laughs> exactly. everything's gonna be back to normal in five minutes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty so there is a movie where they use that big tower, and it was Chappie. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's right. I thought it was South. I'm not sure why I thought it was South. I, Africa. I, I thought it was South. That town was not real. No, but they went to this huge apartment building, which in real life is a very what? No, I think that was the, real. It's a real place. No, but I'm saying when you look at the exteriors. It reminded me, and then they go inside of the style they shot this big tower. There's a tower in South Africa where it's a very menacing tower, and uh, it's really violent, and a lot of people live there. And it just seemed like that because there's a center courtyard to it. Right. And yeah. a lot of drug dealers live there and everything. And it was also in a, uh, a video by those, that South African couple or group, um, uh, da, da, Dianford. Yeah, yeah, who were in Chappie, the guys, those guys. They yeah, were the, uh, yeah, right. The Antwerp. Because I thought South Africa too. It's so strange you said that. Are you yeah. thinking about the Pointy City Tower? In that is that you could very well be Ponte, true. Yes, Ponty City. Yeah, this is Ponte what. City. Yeah, I think this is it. Yeah, I think this what is, is it. So called? this Ponty City here. I'll put Do it actually in, the, in, our, in, in our South chat. Africa. No, it, but but inside of it definitely looks like it's definitely inspired by this. But it is in South Africa. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, no, it might, that may be it because it really does look like I'm looking at it now. You've just stepped it up. And you see yeah. the inside of it is a huge, big atrium. Yeah, it goes all the way yes. out. Yep. So yeah. I think you're absolutely right, Eric. I didn't even know. That's a freaky. Well, because I it just reminded me of that. And, I, and then honestly, I saw a doc on the making of Chappie. Right. Because yeah. I like Dion for Dion for, and yeah. it just I saw part of the building. I was like, man, I couldn't live there. Yeah. Like, holy moly. And it was when I saw um the movie, I was like, wait a minute. Right. I was yeah. like, I know they didn't shoot there, but that's pretty the exteriors seem South African too. The the warmness of the light. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I feel, like, I feel like they might have shot there just because like lots of shit is shot in South Africa. Yeah, what's that? Car commercial yeah. and all that stuff. So they just uh, saw from crew that, that did all that stuff. But now, uh, where is where is he from? He is Welsh. No, he's, he's not Welsh. Welsh. He's that was the other guy is Welsh. Who is this guy? This guy is um oh no, he's also English. Uh if well there's Pete Travis who may have directed the movie and uh Alex Garland. Alex Garland is British, I believe. Let's see. And Carl um, Urban yeah, is London. actually 
from New Zealand. Yes, I believe that's right. Yeah, Alex Garland is uh, was born in London, and uh, and the other director I think is also British. So okay, Pete Travis. Yeah, God, yeah. This, who is this dude? <laughs> this is so strange. I really want to know the story because this is actually similar to um, uh, people love the movie Tombstone with Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm, uh, right. And uh, I think it's a great movie. It's got lots of great lines, and Russell is amazing, and Val Kilmer is great. Um, uh, it came out only recently that uh, it was not directed by George P. Cosmatos, who is credited uh, with it. It's directed by Kurt Russell. And, what? Yeah. And uh, and uh, George P. Cosmatos was like, uh, I'll be, because he's Kurt Russell's buddy, and he's just like, they won't let you direct it. Just tell them I'm directing it. And then uh, you get to direct your movie, and I'll just be on set, and I'll eat crafty and be happy. And then you can tell everybody after I die that it was you. And uh, Cosmatos died, and uh, Russell didn't tell anybody. Like, somebody else was just like, that was fucking Kurt that did that thing. And so Kurt Russell finally basically said, yeah, no, it's, it was me. But I don't know. What I don't did he direct? Which uh, movie are we Tombstone. About? Tombstone. Oh, wow. It was a great movie. Great West End. Yeah. Interesting. And so, like, I wonder what the deal is between uh, Alex Garland and Pete Travis. Like, is it the same sort of deal? Like, they wouldn't allow Garland to direct it. Yeah, and uh, hmm. and then uh, and and Travis like handed the reins over because Travis apparently didn't do any like press tour or anything for this movie. He was just like, nope, that's not me. Talk to Alex. Interesting. Oh, that's really fascinating. Interesting. Um. Uh, yeah. So, uh, where were we? Uh, I guess they start going up the levels at this point, uh, and they're starting to be different areas. So very quickly in, in uh, actually in both of them, you, it gets it turns bad really quickly. There's a lot of people coming after them, uh, uh, and so they get they start to get into trouble pretty quickly. But they're trapped in the building; they can't go anywhere. Right. So they really only have one place to go, and that's to go up, right? Right. To try to figure it out. Um, most of the the raid involves elaborate uh, uh, martial arts. Mm-hmm. Elaborate, um, very a little a little more graphic than let's say the the seventies Bruce Lee films. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> a little a little bit more more blood, more things like that. Right, uh, and uh, and a little more violent that way, but it still has that. To me, one of the issues I have with the fighting is still has the okay, everyone wait your turn. So there's only two <laughs> classic, time, yes, you know? the classic martial arts style. Okay, don't right. attack them all at once. Like, no, just lineup. one person at a time so we can film two. It, okay, you go ahead, me. That's right. Yeah, you no, go. No, it might you not go. be like you guys. Can just I jump in? I'm sorry. You go. Deli. You go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sir, we could just hop on him and uh, yeah. that'll be it. No, no, no. Or how about <laughs> shoot him? There was this real. And like, I'm not going to use, not the guy who didn't use guns. I got it. But there was times where people had guns during the hallway and they're fighting and getting stabbed. And it's like, I know you had a gun. You have guns. While he's fighting, just shoot him in the back of the head. Right. So it was definitely, uh, yeah, it follows that narrative. I yeah, like, yeah, they, it's I, but, you know, part of me, part of me said, I'm totally going to forgive him for this because it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. That kind it's of that, movie. 
it's that, that kind of movie, movie right. and that's what it's supposed to be. Right. And that's and that's and but by the way, you shouldn't be paying attention. You should be paying attention to the incredible choreography. Yeah, the of beautiful fight scenes. Exactly. <laughs> like I mean, if, in part of the problem that they face is that it's a little bit too much like a story. Like right. And like that gets in the way. <laughs> like, yes. Like what I really want to see is a whole bunch of nonsense. Like you're like the make it make less sense. And then I'll actually buy into it more. But once you bring in like the pregnant wife and all that stuff, you're just like, oh yes, I understand. It's very dramatic, but <laughs> right. let's get to the ass kicking. That's really what How much money did that movie make? I think it actually did pretty good. Like uh, uh as like four dollars, I think. Right. Let's see. Raid redemption. Yeah, I did a little compare and contrast with uh, Dread Dread at $45 million, uh, as compared to the top movies that year were uh, the third Batman movie from Christopher Nolan, which cost $250 million. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, the, and The Avengers, wow. which cost $200 million. The Avengers? Yep. Really? Wow. Yep. I guess that is 2012. I guess that's the first Avengers film, right? Yes, I think so. Let's see. Budget for the raid redemption. Oh yeah, one point one million for the raid. What? One point one. That's genius. I have that's more genius. respect for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like that's that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's it's almost punching too high above its weight. Like, listen, I love when you bring in like sports. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Uh, but yeah, like, or, or, or but they were literally punching above their weight. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> and uh, let's see, box office. Uh, Raid Redemption box office. Uh, so it made it only made four million, but that means it made two million bucks. Like it was probably a million in uh P and A and then it made two million on top of that. So that's a that's not a bad deal. It's a pretty not good a bad deal. deal. Yeah. And it's and it's go, gone on to continue to make money. You know, it has a, a fairly long lengthy shelf life in a way that I'm sure they did not expect. You know. Whereas like Dread is still sort of a behind the beads in the back of the video start movie. No, not a, not sick, a lot of people that was a good film. Yeah. Well I think is that like it really because I've said this before it's just like there's a certain like I love B movies. But B movies that try are better than A movies that don't. <laughs> like they are right. like they're creative. They're trying to fucking that be, right there is your, a lot of it. B yeah. movies that try that's your TED talk. <laughs> B movies Honestly. that try are better than A movies that don't. I think that is exactly true. With your host. Because <laughs> I swear it's just like you see, like the, like uh, you know. This is I'm I'm only gonna pick on Marvel because it's fresh in my mind, but like when I saw him, when I saw Black Widow, right? There are plenty of Marvel films I really enjoy, right? But when I saw Black Widow, around about the middle of it, I was like, I don't think I even like movies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if I'm going to recover from this. Yeah, I know how you lazy feel. pile of garbage. Like everything is fine. Everyone showed up on time, you know, and that's it. <laughs> it's just like why is this even why does this exist this is not acceptable now how do you feel about wonder woman 1984 <laughs> well actually because that's a decent comparison because like i think that that's a mess the movie's a terrible mess but really, everyone loved it 
it's it's a Wonder bad, Woman eighty four. No, everyone. No, the fir- the first Wonder Woman. Everyone loved that one. And that's a pretty good movie. I like that movie. That's a, the first a, Wonder Woman's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's pretty good. It's not like a it's not incredible, but it's a good movie. Uh, but the second one is a total fiasco. Um, and uh, it's a fiasco for a lot of reasons, but not for lack of trying. Like they are trying to make everything work in that movie. And it, everything gets in everything else's way. Like it's just a giant car crash. Like I felt it's the kind of thing where like the director has like 50 ideas and they're just trying to put them all into a single scene. And then the movie just loses its thread completely. I didn't even know what the movie was about by the end of it. First third is pretty solid. But like Black Widow is so like Black Widow, if you just uh, typed in like Black Widow movie into an AI and had to generate one, it would have come up with a much more interesting movie. Like it was just so it was just so, you know, like lax, you know, and like uh, and what's the guy, the guy who's in Stranger Things, the actor who plays like the uh, the fatherish character, the cop, like right. he plays another sort of dumpy whiny doofus and i'm not just like i can't do two hours of this <laughs> it's a big ask you know whereas you watch dread and every fucking scene you're like oh that's cool <laughs> yeah they're getting something out it's like they're making something work out of this it's like okay exactly. what can we do with this yeah like when they go to the first <laughs> when they when they bust into the apartment the first time right and they kick open the door and every all the all the bad guys are are uh High on slow mo, right? Right, and so they're all like, mm. like Dread <laughs> like, has his gun up, and instead of like showing Dread's gun going, like it's all in slow mo, he's in real time. So the guy's like, and then it goes, and it cuts back to the dudes getting blown apart in super slow motion <laughs> and you're like it's beautiful look at this it's, it was great it was great and i think you know the this let me think like when when did the phantom camera come out because this oh, was yeah. obviously all shot with phantom cameras because yeah, they they, yeah. they really use i love the phantom the camera because yeah. that, that's like 600 frames a second easy that they're doing right there it's like oh yeah 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 yeah, They're really, really, really fast. And it so looks they, awesome. They, it looks really cool. And, <laughs> and they did all the, the, the CG stuff, like the bullets coming out and the blood stuff. It was just like, okay, we'll just, that's where we'll put our money. In yeah. And it's, and, the, and it's not even like gory, like disturbing gory. It's beautiful. Gory. No, it's beautiful gory. <laughs> yeah. It's like the dude's like, you see the bullet go thunk in through the guy's jaw. And then the whole set of his head goes like this and flies apart. And it's all like candy apple red and little bits of cherry and stuff. And it's just like, this is amazing. And yeah. That's exactly what candy you apple red. <laughs> it's <perfect. the> cherry. <laughs> it looks like a Sunday is exploding at the side of his head. Yeah. And that's that's the joy a, of these things. You know, it's like you just took a, a, a big uh, pitcher of Kool Aid and threw it in the air in exactly. slow motion. <laughs> like this, these guys don't have any bones inside them. They're just animate sacks of Kool Aid. That's pretty much high C. Yeah. It totally cool. works. Yeah. But it's, it it, it's great. Totally fucking great. It's so good. It's so good. It's, so it's hilarious. It's beautifully designed. And like every scene feels that like inventive all the time, you know, or like when, uh, you know, like Lena Hetty and her crew, you know, like they, they get uh, dread cornered and they've mounted all these like, you know, like N60 machine guns, you know, on one 
Oh, platform. that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. <laughs> just that was so good. <laughs> like, it's like three and a half minutes of just sawing through people, just everybody. <laughs> it's like, just, <sighs> yeah. It's this, it's, it's basically, they're going to, sh- they, they know that they're on the other side of the atrium on this particular floor. But, and they have this massive machine gun that yeah. is just. Just, it's it's really like something you'd mount on a helicopter. It's not like something you'd hold. You know, yeah. it's just insane. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. Da, 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 da. No, it's like... those things get so hot too. Oh, dude, yeah. it's so good. And there's like four of them, and they're just chewing at. Like they're literally shooting through all of the apartments on that walls, side. Walls, yeah. just going through the whole right. thing. And it's it's a perfect example. You just get fucking go for it, and then you just see cut after cut of people like cowering, and then they explode, and like it's just. It's just terrific. <laughs> but important plot point, it ends up opening up the outside for a second. Uh-huh, right. Yep, for them, right. Right. And they're able to go outside, which there's somehow an outdoor skate park out there, which is kind of cool too. Actually, Yeah. It was a weird little scene. It's like on the, on the wall. Weird... Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really need to be there, but it totally works. Yeah. The you know, really like, cool. Right. Yeah, there's a skate park out here, not just a roof. Like, yeah, no, it's really it's, it's really of... hip. And then and like there's and the things I mean like there's like I really yeah, like I really enjoy movies that where you, you not only don't know where they're gonna go, but like you don't know if they're gonna go too far, you know, like if it's gonna be ups, like upsetting, you know, and like like these uh, you know like the uh, the guy they have with her you know, with um with them they go the uh, the the drug dude that they've captured basically and are, are mm-hmm. dragging along with them, you know, like he's trying to um, manipulate uh, Olivia Thr- Thrillby into, right. uh, you know, screwing up and, you know, you know, letting him go, you know? And, uh, and so there's this sort of like psychological challenge that's going on. She ends up uh, trying to control him with, you know, her psychic powers. And right. the scene is really upsetting because like he's imagining all sorts of like, Sexy, violence cool and sexual violence thing. and all sorts of crazy shit and you're right. like and you see this and you're like whoa is this this kind of movie i don't know if i want to watch that kind of movie you know right. and then she completely takes control of the scene and puts it back the other direction but because right. for a second i was like i was like oh, oh i don't know if i want to see that like that's the kind of thing that makes the movie work because right. now for the rest of the movie i'm like they could fucking go anywhere with this thing like they're obviously right. not afraid to push the envelope a little tiny bit and make me uncomfortable. And that means they will, there's nothing that they won't do later on. And it means that I'm legitimately concerned for characters now because they might just fucking kill her, you know, or they might just whatever, you know, I might be, I might see something that I don't want to see. And that's what makes the movie exciting. It's like the little bit of threat like that uh, surprises me. And it keeps it, right. keeps all the rest of the scenes very, very fresh. And the, the possibility of that shock coming back. And that's just great filmmaking. You know, I think that that's, that's the, really the way to do it. Most, most movies don't want to even go that far because they, they don't want to lose their audience. But actually, you get your audience reinvested by uh, really te- testing the, the boundaries of what they'll accept. And I think this movie does that extremely well. I also right. like the fact that they're actors I don't know. Yeah. For the large part, which is great. Right. You get sick. I'm just... See the same old dudes. Same old dudes, yeah. and it's 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 just as refreshing to see uh, storytelling with people that you don't have a preconceived. You know, it's Jack Nicholson. It's like, <laughs> right, right. You, you, it's there's no baggage, uh, actor baggage. Like, yeah, they're not going to do sorry. 
right yeah and, and I, that's the best part well i think it's interesting because well, like carl urban has become like the the great action character actor because he's great in lord of the rings he plays like the noble horse lord guy right mm-hmm. and then he's great in dread you know, and he plays Dread super solid. And he's great. He's one of the, the truly great things about the J.J. Abrams' Star Trek movies. He plays yep. Bones. Uh, Bones. And he's great at that. And, like, but he's oh. always... Yeah, he's, and he's just, like, yeah. always, like... You know, he's not the main star of the show. He's just, like, this dude. He's also, he's also great in Thor Ragnarok, where he plays the guy with the... Right. It's hilarious in Thor Ragnarok. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and currently, he is great in The Boys. You know, like, this guy is, like... He's like the Philip Steinberg Hoffman of like crazy character actor movies because he doesn't play the same guy. He never right. seems like it always. He's very different. All those characters we just described are different from each other. Very different. Exactly. Exactly. Like, he's oh, I didn't realize that's him. Right. I mean, that's, he, a, that's why he didn't take off the helmet. He's just like, no, right. this is the guy I'm playing. Right you now, and he felt he and he owns he owns the responsibility of that. He's the William Hurt of action films. <laughs> exactly, <man. laughs> like Rodney this. Dangerfield yeah, right. of comic book interpretation. Wait, you know who he, you know who he really is. He is wow, what's his name? The the red stapler guy from uh, Office. Oh Space. yeah. Oh, uh, uh, and he's in Barry. Uh, Stephen Root. Stephen Root. He's the Root. Stephen Root he's of action. Bar- I love Barry. Oh my God, Barry is yeah. one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> let's let's just say that right now. This last yeah. season is like, I've I have rarely seen television that good in my life. I've I've met Stephen Root a couple times. Oh yeah, is he cool? He's wow. he, he's very nice. nice. Uh, he's very close friends with uh, Wayne Knight. Uh-huh. Uh So he's always said whenever we would go to Wayne's son's birthday parties, we would see Stephen there. And he was he was chatting. He was asking me a little bit about what I do. I told him I've done visual effects, and he goes, "Let me ask you something. My investor keeps telling me I should buy more Nvidia stock. What do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> nice, smart fella. <laughs> yeah. So he was pretty. He was like, "Yeah, I guess I should." It's like, "Yeah, definitely buy some Nvidia stock." That's uh, funny. <laughs> Yeah, Stephen Stephen uh, is one of those actors where if, if people know who we're talking about, like this guy, you've seen him forty times and you didn't know it. Like he's literally a completely different character in every single movie he plays. Right, and you know, he shows up in you know uh, freaking Coen Brothers movies, and like halfway through the performance, you're like, "Wait, that's him." <laughs> Right. That's Steven Root. Jesus. He's also, he also played, do you remember News Radio? Yeah, he's great in News Radio. Yeah. He was the, he was the, he was the boss in News Radio. That was the first Hey, yeah, Jason's like, here. <laughs> there he is. Hello, Jason. Yeah. Um, oh, there we go. Yeah, like, yeah, that was the first big connection I saw because I love News Radio and I also loved Office Space. And I never knew it was the same dude until I think it was Day 3D. I, I was just like, that can't be true. Is that the same dude? And then the whole it was. Yeah. And he was also the dad in Bad Milo. <laughs> dad in Bad Milo, yes. And uh, like I think one of my favorite uh, bit parts from him is the in Buster Scruggs. Uh, oh, right. He's, he's the bank teller that ties all the pots to his head. <laughs> <laughs> Pan shot! Yeah, that did. Oh, God, I love him. But yeah, we should do, I think we should do an actual uh, whole separate episode on Barry because there's just too much to be it's said. Beautiful, just too much. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, good God. The last like four episodes, I was just, <laughs> I was just shocked. I, I should probably shocked. watch that again. I loved it so much. This, that is perfect. It's perfect for any for any media. 
<laughs> like it's not perfect TV. It's just like, well, that's one of the great things that happened right there. Yeah. Well, Mr. Mr. Hader knows his filmmaking. Dude, he is he is really he's pretty out. amazing. Really yeah. It's so impressive. And he's gonna be directing the next two seasons every episode, they said. Oh, wait a minute. It's coming back? It's coming back. Oh, I thought it was the final, final, final. Uh, it's, they haven't they have locked in for two more seasons. And uh, really, and they promised that he's going to direct, uh, direct oh. everything. It's, yeah. it's perfect. Like, if they ended it right there, I'm, I would have been totally fine. I mean, I've also asked people in the, the chat, would you, what do you guys think about us covering TV shows? Because doing all of Barry would be tough to do. We can or talk about Barry generally. We do an episode on a series, right? I guess so. That's not a bad idea. I mean, if you guys, I don't know, I mean, people in chat can tell us what the thing Yeah, but one about. season. Yeah, maybe one season. Right, Barry season one. Then we talked about Or like, Barry season whatever. four. Yeah. That's... Season three. Season three, right? Or, or the or last season, whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, I, mean, three. There's, I, mean I, I would certainly be up for, there's certain things I would love to. That I, think I still different. would like to cover forever, which I've been talking about forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is only like nine episodes or something like that, but it's very interesting. This is the one, and by it's... the way, that Chris uh, has recommended to us many, many times, and we always forget about entirely. Mm-hmm. And then yep. don't watch. I, and we like, don't. He's, he's I know. I rem- I just. I don't remember it, but I know he talked about it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I never remember what the name of the thing is. I never remember what it's about, and I always yeah. remember it. the moment he says it. Oh shit! I should have. Oh lost yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I'm not listening to him. I'm just not paying attention. The problem, I think, with with that show is that the first two episodes, which are necessary for the plot to happen, are kind of like, okay. And then when you get to the third one, you go, oh, this is what it's about. Right. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get you. I get you. Which Barry does a little bit, too. Sure. You know? That makes sense. Right? But Because Barry Barry has an interesting premise, and it's funny, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got Steven Root and you got, you know, Bill Hader. That's going to be funny, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's, and then you got this crazy thing about his character wanting to be an actor. Okay, that's kind of funny. And then it just gets crazier and crazier. What are you trying to do? You're trying to focus on Yeah, it's going to make people crazy. But, but no, you're right. Because, like, the first, the first season of Barry is pretty good. Like, it's solid. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of funny and it works. And it's more, more or less exactly what I expected it to be. But by the time the... I was done with this last season. I was just like, this is transformed into something completely different. And there's yeah. a there's a moment in season two when that happened. Yes. Uh-huh. That's the karate scene. The the the, yeah. the the judo guy. The judo guy. Where you're just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I thought I was watching a fun little the fun show that was gonna be kind of entertaining. Suddenly, like you made me start to watch great filmmaking yeah, it's, it's it, like it really feels like somebody else starts driving the car You're yeah like, yeah exactly what it is exactly right. <laughs> really yeah. really really wild so yeah i'm um, I'm, I'm a giant fan i would de- i would definitely love uh, people in chat please let us know if you want us to cover some uh um some other streaming stuff there's plenty of stuff that uh, that's worth covering uh like i think i don't know did we talk about last uh, what was last October? I know, like I would spend some time talking about Midnight Mass, which was one of my favorite TV movies in the past few years. Uh, mm. Great, uh, great horror show uh, for maybe this coming Halloween. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot we can cover for sure. And HBO has really been knocking it out of the park. HBO has been really, really good. Yeah. I also yeah. like Hacks. 
but I know you guys won't see that or don't like. I it. saw Hacks. I was the one who told you about it. <laughs> yes, I did. No, you didn't. You told did you me. Really? You told me. Yes, you told me about White Lotus, which I loved. I, have not I seen watched that it. And 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 then so I watched that, and then I told you about Hacks, and you and you said, "Oh my God, yeah." Did you guess the Dan told me about Hacks. I'm kidding. Yes, uh, you did. Uh, did you see uh, Winning Time? Winning no. Time? No. Winning Time. Winning Time is great. It's the uh, the story of the Lakers. Oh yes. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Really terrific. Really. You terrific. worked on that, right? I did work on that. Yes. Uh, okay. It would have been terrible unless, except for my work. I'm just that, that's all I'm really saying. But no, it's uh, it's like John C. Riley is fucking hysterically funny, incredibly charming, great, great cast, awesomely put together, shot all in this sort of like seventies period look. Love that. It's really, really out of control. And I was just like, man, fucking HBO is back in back in action. In fact, like I like HBO more now than I ever did during its so-called golden years. Like I'm not like the world's biggest Sopranos fan. I think it's a pretty good show. Yeah, I wasn't either. Yeah, like it's it's got but, a great actor in it. <laughs> like, it also had the wire. Yeah, no, I lo- I do love the wire. I, I think love the wire. The wire. Yeah, wire is wire is amazing. That's definitely one of the tip tops. Uh, but but even then, like um, uh, those guys came back to just to uh, uh, another um, uh, 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 cop corruption uh, story, uh, true story uh, for HBO. That was uh, it's a lot wonkier. Like it's a lot more like. In in the weeds. True Detective. You're talking about True Detective. No, not True Detective. Uh, it's called uh, We Own the City. Oh and, yeah. But wasn't really there a movie it. called like that? We Own the Nights. What you're thinking? Of, which is also yes. With Hawking Phoenix. Um, but yeah, the uh, We Own We Own the City is is a little slower. And a, it's a, it's very realistic and very much like hyper detailed about how corruption works in Baltimore and. Uh, uh, and so it's a little bit slow paced if you're going there for like a, a more thrillery thing. But if you're interested in it, it's beautifully done. And it's by the same guys who did The Wire. So it's, it's in the same ballpark as that. Did you guys like the first season of True Detective? Oh, yes. First season was great. Second season, not so much. No, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't finish that. And then there's a third season with uh, I was just told about that I didn't even know happened. Mm. Um, and now they're doing another one, fourth season with Jodie Foster. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, I could, I'll, I'll give that a shot. Give first season's shot. great, though. For, I would say, like, the first season should have been a three-hour movie. It's a little, it's yep. a little flabby. You are correct, good, my friend. It's very, very good. Great characters. But, uh, but yeah, so that's something to consider. We can look at uh, uh, some streaming for... Uh, for the show, I know early Martini Giant Danthron would not have been pro that. Really? No, 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 no. Yeah, but was... but but what 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 late Martini Giant Danthron I think has realized is that there is great television in serialized content. The, the, well, <laughs> I, I would say that television has answered the call of my challenge. <laughs> yes, but what you what you were opposed to is just it's you know what it's exactly the same thing that. 
Eric, for example, he said, I don't like sci-fi. And then we keep introducing him to sci-fi like Dread. And he goes, I love it. Right. So it needs to be good, though. It needs to be good, right? And so what you don't like about CLS content is is that constant cliffhanger crap bullshit that constantly is trying to make sure you're hooked on this. There there are plenty of – I mean, there's loads of examples now of great streaming, right? But when Mm -hmm. we first started the show, there was was stuff that people were just like, oh, it's amazing. And I watched me like – there's no fucking story here at all. Like at all. There's a lot of good monologues and the mm-hmm. actors are good actors, but there's no, nothing's actually happening. You watch an entire episode and nothing happens. What were your thoughts on game of Thrones? I, I didn't watch. Yeah, I watched the first two seasons and I was like, I like these books a lot. <laughs> right. And so I bailed on it. And so, uh, so the, I it. think exactly what happened. That's exactly. I think what happened on game of Thrones. It was interesting. Like the first, they didn't have that much money. Mm-hmm. They literally verbatim just like read the book and acted out exactly yeah, what it was, that, right? right? The first season. Second season was a little better. Third season, it was like, oh, they were starting to deviate from the book in interesting ways. And uh-huh. it made it more entertaining for everyone uh-huh. because it meant I'm not just going to see the book that I know so well. I'm going to sure. see a different interpretation of it. Right, and then it, went fun- then it went crazy at the end. And it was like, ugh. The, like the the unpleasant part of the experience for me was that I had bailed early because I was like, the stuff that I had going on in my head from reading the books is better than watching the, just sort of like do the the low rent production of the same thing. Like, I'm just going to read the books. And I sort of oh, it wasn't off. so low rent by the end, my friend. <laughs> it became quite spectacular and very expensive, right. obviously. And yeah. like, um, but the, the real problem I had wasn't with anything to do with the show. It was the fact that like, the fans of the books, like I, I read the book when like it came out in like in the nineties, right? And I was right. like, oh my god, this thing's fucking incredible, right? And I've been talking about it for years and years and years. And I got Dave three D on board, and like we, blew, books just blew us away. And those books, like the fans of those books, kept all the secrets close to their chest. They'd just be like, read Storm of Swords, you're really going to like it. They didn't tell you, they didn't say, think, oh, the Red Wedding. They didn't say, like, oh, you'll be so surprised. Just, mm-hmm. just read the book. It's really good. Right. right. And then when people would read stuff like the Red Wedding, they, they were so fucking shocked they couldn't believe it. Right. So the people right. who read the books, uniformly, there was just an unspoken agreement that you don't give away anything. Right. Really? Like, people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then when the show came out, right, and the show starts moving beyond where the books are, like, I was just like, can we just, can people just not shout out things that are happening in the show? Because like, I'm reading these books and I don't want them necessarily have that fucking instantly wrecked. Right. <laughs> right. And they're just like, fuck you, man. The fucking books suck anyway. And I got that really? every day, all the time, every day, all the time. And I would, and right. so when, the, when that show burnt to the ground, I was like, Mwah. <laughs> yeah. you and your stupid show <laughs> like, yeah, so i couldn't get through it yeah i was just like you fucking jerks you guys like were were spitting uh, spitting on the people who read the books in the first place like we were the jerk offs and then and then then you get what you deserved so that was my schadenfreude moment with that show well i did i watched all of it and i read all the books so it was you know it's it's all good but that's good uh, yes so I read all the books before anger. the show. I read all. I read, huh? It's the last of my nerd anger. I scoop it out of the bottom of the barrel. Well, I think I think your anger is mostly seems to be at idiot fans and not necessarily the people who. Oh yeah, I mean, like the show. The show is actually the show is actually fine. I was just like, 
the show was the show didn't the show. yell at you and say yeah. fuck you shows, shows you everyone like on the show it. is like very good actors i really like the casting i thought production value was great including <laughs> someone who is uh in uh madrid <laughs> yeah it's very true who's she's actually very good she's very good, she's very good. um but yeah no i think that uh like th- that's that's the thing it's like that was one of my first that was my, one of my really that was pretty late in life whoa first, like, what's up what's happening What's oh my god what's up i was about to bring up something because i'm reading this book that i cannot put down and i'm i was about to say well uh they should make a tv series out of it and uh-huh. it's called devil in the white city oh yeah that book's great oh man i can't put that book down dude oh, that's dude, a crazy that's a juicy book that's a fun book holy christ <laughs> okay for anybody who's listening devil in the white city is a uh is a is a really incredibly fun uh historic like a nonfiction historical book about the development of the world's fair in chicago right in the 1900s coexisting with the world's uh first america's first serial killer h.h H. holmes and the building of his murder house uh, it's, it's the craziest craziest book you'll ever it's so entertaining it's i can't so i cannot put and it down it's so Hard bizarre button. yeah, yeah. It, it's just unbelievable like yeah. all these people just disappeared he's like i don't know where she went <laughs> i think she went out to california are they making a, a series or a, or a show a yeah it'll make, it a show. Says, it'll make a great show oh my god with leonardo dicaprio yeah oh my god that's gonna be a blast that'll be a blast oh and keanu reeves is in talks to star in it too Oh, his home. Oh, so it was going to be a feature, and then they decided to make it a series. You see, Dan, it's better as a series. See, it's better as a series. So here's here's what you can do. I wonder who will play Homestead. You you can you have the ability to build characters in series. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is this this is the I'm like I am one hundred percent. I mean, like the thing is for me, it's like you know there are movies that I like. Let's like uh, you know. uh, uh, the Russian version of War and Peace is like seven hours long, right? And it's fucking incredible. Like, of course, I want movies to be longer if they can, if they can, if they can fill the time and make it that interesting. Like, right? It's good to do L- that. Like, but they don't need to do that in the raid. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, like the the law the law is that movies should all, stories should always be as short as possible to still be incredibly effective, right? And right. if you're talking about the raid. 90 minutes is exactly where you want to be right right, <laughs> right. And if you're talking about war and peace seven hours is where you want to be but you don't want to be seven and a half hours because that's going to feel long right? right and so like uh when they do great streaming they're making very long movies right like it, it is a story yeah. and it's it's, as, the, best, it's, it's the best medium like that's why I well i think that it really you need to have more time to develop some great. of these worlds that are going I, I also think that because it's a series and it's on streaming, streaming specifically has solved the problem that I think you have, Dan, is that they can basically just make miniseries, right? Yes. And each episode can be as long as it needs to be. Yes. To do that. Right. Every and they don't have to, they don't have see. to like, oh, now tune in next week to see the exciting conclusion right. of, you know, they don't my, have to do my, that. My only complaint with series ever uh, or streaming is that when I watch an hour of something and I didn't have to, that's bad yeah. filmmaking. Well, that's a true of anything, right? Including yeah. Black Widow, 
Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's nothing That's to do exactly with streaming. I mean. It's not yeah. like it's not like this is... Is, I think people really want to immerse themselves in worlds. Sure. And and become really associated with those worlds. So it fits uh, perfectly. Uh, bringing out all these series, I think it's better because it's it, it, the well, world is much like there's, better. There's, there's like hold on one second, I gotta let my chihuahua out. Hold on, yeah, that's right. Okay, but yeah, like there's a, like you can like there are, there are movies that are only seventy five minutes long, and if you made them longer, they'd be terrible. But right where they are, they're perfect, right? Right. Um, and uh, and streaming has the ability to, if you want to make a long film, if you need to make a long film, you can now do that, which is wonderful. The only limitations they continuously run against is that there is a perceived quality of runtime where it's just like, oh, if it's that long, it's got to be that good. Well, shit, man. True Detective shouldn't have been that long. Like, it's draggy. Like, that first season is good, but needed to be three hours, not six and a half hours. I haven't watched a new... That's a producing problem. Yeah, that's all I haven't watched. I haven't watched a new season of uh, Stranger Things, but apparently each episode is like two hours long or something crazy. Which like is, that. Which is terrific if it's worth it. It's not worth it. It's it's horrible. I sat really? through it like, ugh, I didn't like it. I thought all the characters were thin. There was so much uh, exposition. It was. I didn't like it. I was like, wow, this is not what happened. It's not worth it. They're I think, trying to okay, appease so, to a lot of people. Of course, of course. They're just going for the fan, fan, fan service right the i think if we if we're going to look at world building we actually can pick two good movies and two good examples of world building with the two movies we have because if you look at uh the raid they didn't really build that world very well they could have done something interesting to establish that world why they're doing right this or it whatever. feels especially in the very beginning it feels a little thin very yeah. thin and like and then so the the problem i had with it is that i always had this doubt the whole time I'm watching it. And I was like, okay, Chris, you're not in here for the doubt. You're in here for the boss level stuff and all right. of these things. Right. And that was fine. But in dread, they did just enough time and, you know, uh, establishing shots to completely make you l- believe a world. Right. right? But you were in that world too. You, you you do, but but not really. Like the 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 big, you know, the but big. You, but uh, hold on, building. you do though, because it's a it, it it takes place in the future and it's a future cop. It's 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 basically based off of so much of what other things we see. Not because it's a cop, but that kind of world and well, that kind yeah. of story For and instance, the character. Like, right. The like way they, the way to say it is like they make use of we it. it's know like with westerns. Like you don't have to really explain westerns. Right? That's right. And right. it's the same thing. You, you know what the I understand, are. but there's yeah. a little bit more detail in here. There's a little bit more detail about the cities, about the about the about the judges, about uh, about the drugs. Right. You know, there all of these things are established with just a little bit. Well, and that's, that's the thing, is that, but they're all established because they're part of the story that they're telling, right? Like, it's important to see all these things because that's the mechanism of the story they're telling. It's right. not important to see. This is where where uh, world building goes wrong so often with so many big movies today. It's like, don't tell me shit I don't need to hear. Like, you watch any of the fucking Marvel films, and they're just like going on and on and on about like, oh, well, the third, blah, blah, blah. The that's why I hate it. Like, Horrible. What does this have to do with anything? That's right. Like, like I just need to know the parts to make the movie work. It like, has to do with have. what people are going to post on their Facebook 
Twitter and whatever else. Yeah, that's this what is, it, this is servicing the social networks. Yeah, this is, that, that's what makes things boring. Like there's so like there is no magic of like I don't believe in the magic of the movies. The magic of the movies is skill. <laughs> like that's it. There's no like cinema paradiso moment where just like there's it's something about the medium that makes it special. No, it's people are really fucking good at this. That's why it works. Hmm. Right. And uh the when you talk about streaming, right? Like the the things that streaming can do that are very hard for film to do, uh, is they have the ability to take more time to do things. But when that's done wrong, it's not still good. There's no magic of streaming. Like, oh, oh, it's long, so it's good. No, it's, yeah. that's not true. Like, it has to actually be relevant. It has to be tight. And I can't just watch an episode of fucking whatever show. And this happened in The Sopranos. I was just like, everyone tells me how good the show is. I'm just like watching like three or four episodes in a row where it's just like, Wheel spinning, like wheel spinning, wheel spinning. I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. When he this. goes and chases that guy down, like in the car in the pilot, it was right. just like I was lost on that. I was like, ugh. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know I, what the, what does this have to do with anything? You have a, like when you're making a, when you're telling a story, you have a point you're trying to say. And when you just start like randomly talking about other details of something, like then you're not a very good storyteller. Like that's, you know, like storytelling. Maybe also the problem with streaming is that, um, you know, I, I like streaming because you can, you have a, there's a lot of stories and, and he, particularly with books like the devil in white city, you need a whole season to explain that. Well, oh, there's, so, there's because, so much meat and, on the bone. But there. I Absolutely. think there's a lot of people too, that would take a nugget of idea and stretch it to a series where it really shouldn't. It shouldn't be. I mean, like the devil, like, I totally agree with you. like devil in the white city, they can easily make, Oh my God. You know, 15 hours of TV out of that. And every oh, yeah. single hour will be just as dedicated and thrilling. Yep. As that book was. And the art direction probably beautiful. Yeah. Like that is a, that is a monster of a book. It's fantastic. You know? So it's like, but like, that's the thing is like, I, what I don't like in streaming and what they still haven't totally solved is that because of the pipeline nature of streaming production, you lose a little bit of the auteur character of directing, which makes things seem the same. Like, a, like okay, separate... repeat that. I'm sorry. I, I'm not. I just because there of are, yeah because because of the pipeline nature of production for streaming, right? Yeah. Like where it's because it is basically TV. Like you're having a number of directors do a number of episodes and everything has to sort of fit together and everything has to sort of work together in very specific ways. And like they, all this is decided upon beforehand. Netflix has a very specific look that it, it literally enforces. Like you have to shoot it to look like this with this kind of color gamut and this kind of clarity. And you have to use these kind of cameras and like all of that stuff like makes production easier, but it also tends to make things look all the same look kind of uninventive and they're all shot the same way, which is less exciting. Like mm -hmm. I'm more interested in finding new ways to evoke emotion. And that's what film has been able to afford because it's a, under the power of a single artistic visionary per movie, you know, like yeah, Stanley I, I, I yeah, has I, an idea would, what he wants to make. Yeah. I would, I think it would be ballsy and amazing if, uh, like just one season, right? 
just yeah, one fucking, season, exactly just do don't that. stretch it to something because you and i think having a basically what it would be eight hours right film would be awesome if yeah. it was done and that's it we're not gonna do it and have it have we're not part two right? we're not doing all that crap if this is it yeah exactly and this is the thing it's like the you look at barry like barry's a good show when it starts off but it's basically like a regular good comedy hbo show but barry last season was an auteur bill hater yeah. experience i know like, yeah you're watching you something have really special that unless you said totally the unique three, experience the first two yeah you know it's just like when you get to that fucking dirt bike chase she, like, that was so holy shit end up in the like car that ride. is a fucking was, movie man genius. i was like laughing my ass off i'd never seen any of this done any way like I this could. before i know it was so great toss the gun yeah oh my god it's just <laughs> just fucking great that's what i mean by the auteur experience like that feels like bill Hader made it not hbo you know oh yeah and that's what I want to see more of. Streaming's getting better and better about this. They understand that that actually sells. Having that identity and flavor is is important to people. Um, but for a long time, it was an uphill battle where you know, like people would tell me, like, "Oh my god, it's so good," and I'd be like, "It's generic, but good," <laughs> you know. And like that's what I want streaming to overcome. It's getting better at it now. And when things like Barry happen, it's very very exciting. But like with uh, with Dread, like Dread has a point of view. It has a style. You know, yes. The reason why the movie works is because you know Alex Garland has a fucking vision as to what this movie is. Well, the point I was trying to make is that there was a little bit of a emptiness in the raid, which mm -hmm. they solved with dread by building enough of a world around. One hundred percent. Okay, and so there that solves, and then a lot of the things like really do a bunch of cops just run into a building and just start shooting everyone for no reason that doesn't make any sense and it's like okay. well i know what if what if we made him judge dread which that's exactly what he does <laughs> <laughs> exactly right it's like yeah okay that now that makes more sense it's like and they're like ah oh, we have an opportunity to take this dread character and if everyone's really figured out how to make a movie around this person but if we put it inside of the raid it'll totally work it's yeah. like yeah, it was really kind of brilliant in that way. Yeah, you don't. Um, like, you don't have to like the the plot holes are filled from the environment, like, right? It just it, it automatically explains itself, you know, and like yeah, and 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 it also opens up avenues for character growth because like you see like you know there's times when like he's handing control to her because it's her test day, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and she's like, you can't just fucking kill people, dude. And he's right. like. Well, <laughs> I kind of feel you can like, are you, yeah. and, you know, and like the, and so like the thing that is, you know, in the raid is kind of a, a tonal plot hole anyway, because you're like, I don't understand. So like a busload of cops shows up and then what, <laughs> you know, like, I guess right. this is happening. Like they not only fix it with the setting of dread, but it, they actually tease it out to be, you know, a moment for dread to reflect on his responsibilities. Right. So it actually becomes part of the story. Whereas supposed to like, there's nothing like that in the raid. The raid's just like, run on in. Uh, maybe don't kill kids. That, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the first shooting of that kid right. in slow motion. I know. Of course. Also, <laughs> uh, was a little bit, uh, a little bit wrong. Uh, the, um, 
Okay, but one other thing that the both films have, they also have their there's corruption that's going to be doing, which of course there is. There has to be corruption that to make this work. Uh, right. Only th- uh, so we find out that some judge that uh, that the Mama has basically um, bought some co- bought some judges, and so she has these judges to come in to kill Dread <laughs> right. himself, right? right. right? So they come in to try to assassinate him, and that comes kind of an interesting plot twist in it. Yep. The other plot twist on the raid is that we found out that one of the cops, who of course is the cop, is the older one, is corrupt, uh, and that's on one side of the coin. On the other side of the coin, we found out that one of the bad guys is actually the brother of one right. of the cops. Right. <laughs> So one of the bad guy, one of the good guys is bad, and one of the bad guys is good. Yes, so right. That's the the twist. Yes, and it's good. Twist. That works fine. Sure, you know, sure. That's the trick. But get to the, uh, the get to the fights. <laughs> get, but, but get to the fights. The fight that was that was both like had me laughing, but also was awesome. Was when they went the fight inside the um, uh, the facility where they make the drugs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that they that both was had the one. facility fight outs. Yeah, they like, did both like have chemical plant out. fight out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, but the the one in uh, in the raid was was you know with using all the props as stuff to hit and to yeah. yeah, it's basically like they went to industrial um, order catalog and just ordered <laughs> like both, and you can get there great, was a U line, the U line, U line. It's the U line <laughs> sequence, and it was basically that. I mean, you can get such value from that. Just get, you know, those scales and people taking flour and measuring it. And it works. You're totally like, it was the same props for both movies. <laughs> so good. <laughs> right? I don't know. I, I like stuff like that. I just, I didn't, I, I wanted the, I, I've seen the Ray before, but I wanted it to be better. But you just, it just, there was so many It's, weird it's really holes. good at doing what it does well. Like, man. So fights like, are great. The fights are fucking spectacular. Like trying the last, to understand the last fight it with the main guy, the skinny guy, is fantastic. It's just fantastic. Like, that's like, it's so, it's like sweaty and punchy and you're like, yeah. And, and high, high specular. Yes. Yeah. 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 Super shine. Super shine. And it really looks like they're just creaming each other in the face. It's just fantastic. It's like bam, bam, bam. You're like, holy shit, dude. Like yeah. there's some very, very heavy, heavy hitting. And uh and like that's where I'm like I, it buys me so much time with whatever other plot holes there are. Because then I'm like just like, oh okay. It's like a Bruce Lee movie. Like just fuck about right. the plot line. Or the fact that anybody can act or not. <laughs> sure. You know, I might as well be expect, expecting acting from like you know going to the circus. Like, oh no, I mean, circus is slow is fine, but you know, it's not like they're Oscar movies, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, but you know. Hey, by the way, speaking of Circus Soleil, is Circus Soleil did it just quit or go out of business? I don't no. know. They must no, I don't think so. Gonna look that up. The guy, the guy who one of the guys who started Circus Soleil, he actually. Uh, they're, they're Canadian, as you guys know, yes. but uh, he made he's he's bought like like a city block inside of Montreal, um, and he's turning it into like a, a startup incubator kind of thing. Really, that's, mm-hmm. that's interesting. 
yeah, all lots of technology people are involved and it's, it's interesting there. So there's, there's a lot of technology companies that are like uh, partnering with him to give certain internet things. And yeah, it's pretty interesting. But you, the, the caveat is that you will get seed money for your startup, but you have to know how to juggle. And that you have to know how to juggle, is, right. Is, yeah. or put, everyone has to show up in clown makeup. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's a, that's and a mime their way through things. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I'd, I'd lose it on the mining. I don't know if I can have that much mining. Both, I felt, films are successful because... It, they got made, and they, you can definitely tell. <laughs> they got made. Got made. <laughs> well, no, I mean they they made that little movie for nothing, dude. Yeah, uh, no, the raid. It's pretty. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty no. cool. I respect that tremendously. I just I feel like the biggest problem for the raid was the the overdub to me was just annoying as shit. Oh, it is bad. I like started watching it on the guy, oh, and maybe like, he geez. overdubbed it on his flight from LA to New York on a red eye, and it was just like it was so ridiculous. Like, really? That's what the bell chime was. The I was like, oh, what is this? Well, this is Captain Chuck Regal. We're prepared for landing. <laughs> Flight attendants prepare for landing. <laughs> you hear that in the background? You're like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> but it, it just sounded like the yet, same so guy talking. So it was like, really? We got to break that door down and cut to a guy. Okay, let's break the door. That's the same voice. There was like, it was just, there was something about it. It didn't do it justice. Yeah, they they were the same voice for all of them, except the bad guy had a different voice. The, the the boss the boss but there there was a tonally they just felt audio wise they felt like they were sitting on top of the film they weren't integrated right and oh yeah so no, it's when i know it. it's because it's in it's uh it, it takes place in jakarta or something like this i think right yes. and so like when i first saw it like i saw it uh subtitled and i distinctly remember this and then when i saw it on hbo it was the dub version i was like the dubbing is almost unwatchable yes well like, i and there was no way to turn the dubbing off Oh, Which strange. normally I don't understand because isn't that the whole point of streaming? You can pick any language or subtitle you want. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. I mean, dubbing is is bad in the best of times. There's very few well dubbed movies, but uh, this this really really didn't work. No, I'm looking forward to the day. That's what I want out of AI is like decent, uh, decent dubbing, <laughs> like right. re retain some of the quality of the acting somehow. Just change the language because it's fucking hard. It's I hard. think Netflix is working on that. Yeah, they are. Yep. They are. Oh, so yeah. So there's a couple of interesting things that are happening. Dubbing is so they're finding ways of getting the the correct voice in there. So right. so it's the right voice for the right person. It's just in a different language. That's one. And then they're also doing uh, lip sync. Yeah, they're, so they're the CG mapping AI lip sync. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's partially so. That's something that actually appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that uh, Mike Seymour has been working on. You guys know Mike Seymour. Saw that. Yeah. FX he has a guy, thing yeah. on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's been sort of doing that. And what's interesting about it is that it essentially is using the same technique as deep fakes, just by only fixing the mouth problem. Right. Yeah. That's right. it. Yeah. I definitely think that's a good idea. Cause I mean, the thing is like, I, I, I'll be honest, like I, I really hate subtitles. I can't stand reading them. I only read them because the only thing I hate worse is bad dubbing. Like if I could watch Kurosawa movies and understand Japanese, then I'd be happy. But, uh, yeah. you know, like as that's not in the cards, I put on the subtitles because at least I can still hear the acting, even if I don't understand fully the, the yeah. impact. 
you know, but once you get into dubbing, it's just like it all fucking falls apart. Plus, I, I'm like, it just drives me nuts that people leave subtitles on all the time right now because it's like, like it's literally like hearing things twice. They'll like, have subtitles on when watching something in English. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> uh, we like, do that all the time because it's, they turn a TV down and then uh, just yeah it's, it's mind numbing i'm just like i have to like sometimes i have to hold up my hand to cover the subtitles because it's like hearing an echo in my head it's so right. distracting all the time looking down but that's become the popular way to watch things i'm not, there was even with, with subtitles with sub in, with like, closed caption with, with like yeah in, i yeah. have to do it because well you guys probably didn't know but i got mris on monday oh, yeah, because i'm that. losing my hearing oh dang okay sorry about that how is your hearing is your, is your hear i thought only it was in my right ear I okay. just I spent four three hours in MRIs on Monday, hmm. and it's uh, you know it's hmm. pain in the ass, dude. But yeah. yes, I'm losing my hearing in my right ear. Oh, sorry, but it's uh, I I love <laughs> like if it's, if it's my right my left ear is fine, but it's my right ear, so I just I, don't know, I just read. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean it makes like if you have to, I mean it's like I can't speak Japanese. That's why I put subtitles on. It makes sense. You're using them because it's a tool. That makes sense, but like right. they're putting this on in theaters now. They have special they really, have theater, yes, like where it's like you're seeing a movie. In oh, English, I'm sorry, I misinterpreted that. I thought you were just talking about TVs. I was like, oh no, uh, no like I'm not bitching about people who need subtitles. And so like, if you need subtitles, you need subtitles. I need subtitles, you know, uh, because I only speak one language. But they're putting closed captions in theaters. They're putting closed captions That's in ridiculous. theaters in the language of the film, like in English, for instance, because people are used to watching things this way. And I'm just like, why? Is this popular? Like, it's so just, it's like so crazy distracting. Like, like it's like if I was trying to read a book and someone was also playing the audiobook of the same thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus. You know, it's, I can't imagine a more annoying thing happening in a the theater. But this is people, this is the way people watch movies now. The thing that entertains huh. me is when you read the closed captions and they don't match up with the actual audio, they say different things. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty funny. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like you see weird different translations and shit like that. So it was super weird. Yeah, yeah. I like the films though. I'll be honest, and it was good to see uh, Dread because the first one was 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 oh, god awful, trash, and yeah. it was really horrible. And uh, it was nice to see that. I actually might watch uh, that again. I liked it. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's like that is the, when you brought up westerns. I was like, that's what this is like. You know, it's just like when you watch like a Randolph Scott movie. I'm just like, it's just this just sits right. Like I could watch this a million times. It's simple. It's perfect. And it just hits all the right notes. You know, it's like, it's creative about how it does it. It does it well. That's all I really need. And, uh, and that's what a good B movie does. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, Solaris out of the gate every single time. You just have to fucking nail it. Just st stick the landing. And I'm, I'm completely, I'm, I'm more prone to watch a movie like this a hundred times than watch, uh, you know, whatever. Sophie's choice a hundred times. Titanic. Titanic, well, Titanic is one of these movies. <laughs> Titanic is closer to Dread than anything else. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it needs no, a little bit not. more guns. More guns and drugs. More guns. More guns. <laughs> more guns uh, and drugs. Yeah, uh, uh, JFD said I use subtitles when, the, uh, when it's in English, but only when the sound mix is bad and I can't understand what they're saying. Which is so also very, that's true very often, especially in home TVs. I don't know why that's true. Well, what was the, uh, the thanks, Nolan? That's exactly right, Jason. What was the what was the the Dark Knight? 
No, it wasn't oh, yeah. the Dark Knight. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the the, uh, the third one where it's Bane a, has one of these things on Bane. right here. Yeah. Hello, my bottle. I placed the bombs. I'm going to sit in. He's eating like, you know, smart food. <laughs> he sounds like the Hamburglar. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, I'm like the thing is like as you guys know, I know it's unfortunate, but I did love Tenet. And I think Tenet is a fucking fantastic movie. But it was it was really wild in the opening of the movie. He's just like, okay, you're going to be wearing masks, and I'm not going to do anything to clarify this dialogue. The dialogue is not going to make any sense, and it's just going to be like, you can get <laughs> just like, are you just trolling us now? What's happening? <laughs> yep. Kenneth, was that? Oh, God, Kenneth. Yeah, I swear to God, you watch it up. You watch it a few more times and you're going to fall in love. That's what no, happened no. to me. What did no, I say? Dude. It was like Moonraker, just with better looking women. Oh, dude. I, I, I have said, I've tweeted this a couple of times. I have, I, because I saw the new James Bond movie, which I thought was genuinely terrible. Worst James Bond really? movie I've ever seen is that new What's one. What's it called? Uh, no time to no time to die. No time. No time to take a crap. No time to take a crap. No time. The new James Bond film. No time for quality. <laughs> like that is the most mopey, boring James Bond I have ever seen in my he life. He gets so much money to make those movies. Oh God bless him! I love I, Daniel Craig. I, I think Daniel Craig's great. You know, and the thing is, like, and it's one of these movies where it's like, it's even nicely made, but it's the same as the as Black Widow. Oh. You're just like. Why is this taking so goddamn long? <laughs> like, oh my hey, god! Hey, speaking of Daniel Craig, when is the Knives Out thing going to come out? What well, is it called? Uh, the The Glass Onion is the next one. Okay, hmm. and it's a series, right? Yeah, they're doing well. It's they're doing two movies, two movies back to back. Yeah, which I'm oh, interested. Four hours. Yeah. yeah, I'm still on board That's, with that director that goes quite to a bit. My, yeah, yeah, love that. Yeah, I, I think that. Especially the only real now. problem I have with that movie is Daniel Craig's long voice like, was dopey. Oh, it's silly. It's totally silly. I, I enjoyed it. It's very, I mean, it's very silly. It's very, very silly. But like the, I didn't like the movie overall just because like the plot was, once you know yeah. what's happening, it's pretty draggy. Um, but I liked all the, I like the characters and I like, I'll, I'll give it another shot. It's a good, it's a good filmmaker. I just think that was a little bit, the first right. didn't work that well. But especially after watching uh, Looper, I was like, oh, shit, I really like this guy. This guy's a really good director. The Looper is guy. I love Looper. Yeah. Looper's I, I love well. Looper. I could watch Looper over and over again. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's uh, a truly, truly great little movie. Yeah. And, uh, and just like I think that like his – because back-to-back he did Last Jedi and then he did Knives Out. And both of them like have good stuff but are just – clunky and unfocused movies and uh and it became sort of a political thing whether or not if you didn't like his movies then you were you know in this camp and if you did like his really? movies, then you're in this camp i'm just like i you know sometimes i don't like guys movies what are you going to say i'm not saying he's an asshole he's a good filmmaker i just didn't like the movie right so what are you gonna do but that's kind of threatening that's, you. This kind of toxic. This this toxic like who you like what kind yeah, of film person dude. is just. It's so fucking tiring, dude. I have no energy it's left. It's really tiring. Yeah, I'm you glad we're so not. Tired. Chris, I'm glad we don't do like that. that. But I'm a, Dan, I'm a little. Dan and I'm, I don't. Tr- do listen, that. I try to be a little bit of an asshole to spice things up a little. I'm not saying, <laughs> Chris. I'm not saying you do that. I just know that Dan and I would would never do that. 
<laughs> more than once. <laughs> well, the thing is, to, to, be, to be totally honest, I was like that for a good long stretch of time. And then I got tired of it. And then now I'm just like, I can't, I just can't even do it. How <laughs> yeah. did you get tired of doing that? <laughs> like, because uh, for a while, I, guess, you know, I, like, I like debating and I like arguing. You know, it's fun. Um, but at some point that, like, everything became so actually mean that we weren't even really talking about movies anymore, just talking yeah. about generally on, you know, Facebook and whatnot. Yeah. And just like people got really politically sidey about these things. Like if you like Christopher Nolan movies, then you are a bad person. If you like this, then you're a good person. If you like, well, like, like what we said about you and Titanic. Right. And Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Like, Hey man, what are you going to do? I love these movies. This is the way it is. You know, like you can like it. No, I respect like that. that you love those movies. I really do. It's just, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't require, I mean, I would never require people to like something in order to like them. That's silly. Like, if you don't oh, like it. Don't I like saw it. a show the other night, which was brutal uh-huh. on HBO Max, but I highly recommend people watch it. It's called Chernobyl, The Lost Tapes. Oh, I hear it's great. I hear it's great. Oh. Yeah. Is it as much of a gut punch as the, uh, as the Chernobyl cold. show? Because that was worse. Like, no man, because <laughs> it's the real footage that they based yeah. the show on. Oh God! The guys just going out there and putting on lead aprons. Oh, it's awful. Uh, I was a, I was a giant fan of uh, Chernobyl, the show. I think that's one of the best things I've ever seen made for TV. Yeah, that and, was great. And I've uh, <laughs> it's just like I found myself watching that many times, like that uh, that miniseries. And I can't figure out why it makes me feel better to watch that show. If someone can explain my psychology here, I'd be really helpful. That you don't live in a world like that. <laughs> Good Jesus. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like clear my head out. Like, yeah, you think things are bad. They're not yeah, Chernobyl bad. <laughs> Dude, the amount of lying that they did to the people is oh, astonishing. It's insane. I, I mean, literally, they didn't tell them for three weeks. Yeah, it's absolute insanity. Totally so people were pregnant. And then when after the whole shit went down a year later, all these people are complaining because animals are being born with feet coming out of their head. Yeah. And they're saying it's Chernobyl paranoia. So a top psychiatrist, you could see the meetings and it's translated. It's like, yeah, you're just, this is, this is radioactive paranoia, Chernobyl paranoia. Yeah. Nothing happened to it. You're fine. You're fine. Meanwhile, people are like yeah, using their hair. Yeah. Most babies born in that area have, are born with leukemia. Yeah. It's just like, no, it's not paranoia. They just lied to them. Yeah. It's fucking cruel and terrible. It's unbelievable. Cruel and terrible, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, but I highly recommend it not to get depressed. Yeah, just I, to be I, like, I saw it, I saw it popped up in my queue. I will definitely check it out. Yeah. That's it's, it's really only a, a couple hours, but it's There's definitely. A, because watching the, the thing that I loved about it, just as, just in terms of filmmaking, uh, that I watched when I watched the uh, miniseries is like the miniseries really builds a, a flavor of sort of almost supernatural dread. Uh, that I don't even see in horror movies. Like because there's so many, pardon me, so many people don't know what's going on, the way he lied yeah. to them at the bar and stuff like yeah. that. How it's, is everything? It's, That's, it's fine, don't worry. Yeah, it's like, it's so, like, and it because it really accretes and really builds on you. Because we know the answer already? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there's the, that inevitability, like, you know it's bad, and you know it's really bad, and you want people to act, and they're not acting. Uh, but there's just this quiet, awful apocalyptic tone that they're constantly laying 
you know, shellacking layers down on top of in that show until like, you know, by the time I watched the last episode, I was like totally like jittery. Um, yeah. Incredibly effective bit of filmmaking. Really, really nicely done. And I guess the guy who made that, it was it used to be like a sitcom guy. I was like, what? way to hold your fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice bit of work. It's a nice bit well, of work. Well, you'll see if you love the show, which I did, you will see that there is a scene, pardon me, in the series where helicopters are flying mm -hmm. and they f unfortunately fly over the top of the. Right. Uh, hole in the in the uh, right. nuclear reactor, and you know they go down because all their mechanic mechanisms, the hydraulics fail. Right. You there's real footage. Oh god, it's fucking horrifying. It's horrifying. crazy. Literally, they stop working and they just right. fall. I mean, it's yeah, like it, it I, feels like that shit just feels like H.P. Lovecraft bizarre to me. It's really really weird. Yes. You know. Like it's it's so unknown and so difficult to believe is real, but there it is being real, you know. And it really does have that supernatural vibe to it, where you're just like, it's a it's a invisible force, and it tears you to shreds at the root level. Really, really upsetting. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it to people if you love the show. I love the show so much. Yeah, I perfect. just was surprised they actually had it, and I was like, what? So I kind of jumped on it instantly and watched it. It's only a couple of hours, but yeah. it's totally worth well, the ride. Yeah, because yeah, I mean that show is like the uh, show has uh, obviously uh, Stellan Skarsgård, who's awesome, and fucking uh, Jared Harris, who's become like Love Jared Harris. He is like the the column on. He's like the 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 center of the building that streaming is being built on. <laughs> like that, he's one of like this 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 pillar of quality. That uh, that is holding up all of streaming. He shows up every time he shows up. He's just you're just like, okay, it's good to show now. Jared's here. Don't worry. <laughs> and I would say like, and here's some film uh, heresy for you. I think Jared Jared Harris is a better actor than his dad was. Oh yes, like one hundred percent. I love Richard Harris, but Jared is the real deal. Maybe because he's not a heavy, crazy drinker. <laughs> yes, exactly. Richard Harris was great at being Richard Harris on film. He's very, very charming. I told you this story. My father was on a plane with him. Hmm. Did I ever tell you that story? I don't know. Tell In me. the 70s, dad was on a business trip and he went from, um, he, went to, he went to LA. And then on the way back, he was first class, uh, on a 747 or something. And um, he was in first class with Richard Harris. Oh, and they man. flew back on the same row. He was like two seats from him on the center part of the big plant. And he got so drunk that he had to be chained down. <laughs> no kidding. No joke. <laughs> oh, my father still talks about that. He, pardon me, I'm eating gummy bears. He was calling all the stewardesses the C word. He what? Was out of control. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. He was completely out of control. <laughs> but like halfway through the flight, he was so drunk. He was just getting up to like, please sit down. Like, and he's just doing anything, pulling the curtains down. Oh, my father tried to talk to him and he would just stop and look at him and be like, yeah, take you on or whatever. And so eventually the, the co-pilot, oh, they came down, talked to him. He was quiet for half hour and then he just got up again. I was like, fuck this. And oh my God. He was bad. completely out of his mind. He was escorted out of the plane at JFK. 
Can, can you imagine like being in the scene? Like, because like he still him? talks about it. He's like, he's that crazy actor. It was <laughs> insane on the flight. <laughs> like, if you're a bartender, wasn't he Dumbledore? <laughs> he was Dumbledore, yeah. He was yeah. Dumbledore, yeah. But and in the 70s, he was a big drinker. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I mean, all well, I think Oliver everyone Reed. was a big drinker yeah, in like the 70s. Guys. Yeah, the, the, those guys, Oliver Reed, uh, Richard Harris, and uh, uh, Peter O'Toole. Yeah, Peter O'Toole. Like, fucking those guys. When were, like, I worked with Jared, we'd all have lunch together. And he would tell stories of his father. Like, um, I was with the guy that was in, uh, he played Gus in Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gus Fring. He, um, what's his name? Anyway. Yeah. It, he, and he told funny stories, but he yeah, told Yeah, because he's in Blue in the Face as well, though. What's his name? That's right. And yeah. so he, um, it was so long ago, but he basically, the story I remember Harris saying was that he was a young kid, like 13, 14 or whatever. And his father used to come home after crazy nights of drinking. And you remember like it'd be Peter, they would bust into his room at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And Peter O'Toole would sit on his bed and smoke a cigarette while Richard Burton and his father would reenact all the fun escapades oh, of the night. Oh my God, can you imagine, dude? And I was like, we all looked at each like, that's the craziest, most beautiful story. <laughs> <laughs> Esposito, Espa, um, what yeah, was his Jay name? Carlo Esposito, uh, Jason just Jay Yeah, and yeah. so we'd be like, what? And um, he, I think his story was, I always remember, and sometimes I say it, my wife's like, what? What are you talking about? He said he was telling a story, I think he was on like NY, he was on a cop show, and he was like, I can't believe Johnny died. And the director's like, okay, that's great. Take it down. Let's take it, okay. I can't believe Johnny. No, 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 no. Take it down. NYPD blue style. Take it down. I can't believe Johnny's. Take it down. NYPD blue style. <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe Johnny. Okay, I don't know NYPD. PD, NYPD blue style. Can you? Can we talk about that? So I, I sometimes with my wife, I'm like NYPD blue style. Take that's, it down, Nancy. She's down, like, NYPD what are you talking about? <laughs> but his father was a crazy drunk, and, oh, yeah. but he was a brilliant actor. Oh and, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think that's why maybe his career is a little different than his Well, son. because he's, not, he's a real, I mean, like, Har Jared Harris is a real actor. Like, he's acting. As opposed to, you know, Richard Harris was per performing Richard Harris all the time. Like, uh, like well, that, that, that was his job as a, as a star. Um, but, like, you They didn't the, start out that way. No, he was an actor when he started out. But he became, like, a, car a caricature of, he was always, yeah. like, always very entertaining. But all those guys, I mean, just like same with Peter O'Toole, Peter and... O'Toole, all those dudes. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being a bartender and Peter O'Toole and uh, and Richard Harris and Oliver Reed walking to your bar? You'd be like, I may as well just burn the place down right now. Oliver Reed, <laughs> right? <laughs> I may as well pour the booze out in the street and then light the building on fire because that's what they I'll dig now. it up for you. <laughs> there is a YouTube of Oliver Reed talking about his house. I don't know if you guys ever followed that, it was right around when he was you know, really hanging out with Keith Moon right. in the 70s. Right. And he bought this mansion, this estate. And like, Chris, you'll identify with this, like all the roofing had to re be redone, right? So yeah. it's like, it's probably for $1974, you know, it was completely, you know, let's just redo the roofing, tile roofing for $4 million. And he's uh, just like, uh, the place turned out to be so crazy. And he put his friends on staff, like gardeners. So when you watch this, you're kind of like, yeah, he went broke by the late seventies. I mean, he yeah. literally was trying to restore this house and 
but you can see a documentary on it that they made back then. And it's quite fun. Not in the way that he got lost his money, but I hear crazy trucks. No, is it from my side? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, there's a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, cool. Big, heavy helicopters going over LA today. I don't know what that was. Yeah, really I don't crazy. know what's going on. Are you guys having um, uh, any protests? Oh, I live out in Duarte. There's literally nothing out here. Like it's just like I, I quarter. I I am. I don't know what to do. I'm burying my head in the sand. They're already talking about they're going to try to take back the reproductive st- rates. And the, well, no, I, I heard that all of a sudden there's big rioting about starting. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. So it's all made. starting up again. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Good times, everybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. But is L.A. all crazy with rioting? No. Not no, I would seen. not say that. I think that there are protests. Um, there's protests, obviously, in you know, D.C. and whatnot. Um you know, I think that'll it'll be going on for a while. That uh, I think the the long game is what people need to focus on, and we need to figure out a good plan. And I don't think we have a good plan right now. You have to see. Okay, I'll tell you what. We, let's take a short break. Yeah, exactly. I got to use the restroom. Uh, I'll take a short break. We'll be back in two minutes, and we'll finish talking about dread. Hey man, uh, I love it. And and uh, and the raid. Uh, but stick around, guys. You guys know the deal. You'll probably see a two-minute ad, and we'll be right back. Uh, and if you're a subscriber, you won't see a two-minute ad. And if you'd like to be a subscriber, we'd appreciate it. Uh, you just can do it a couple of ways. Like Jason uh, does it every month, which is wonderful Thank and you. very generous of him, yep. uh, like he just did today. Uh, or, or you can actually do it on Prime. Uh, which is what uh, Rich Carlson did. He subscribed on Prime for us. And so if you have a Prime subscriber, you have one free subscription you can get every uh, month on on Twitch, and we'd appreciate it, and it would certainly help support our channel. But we will be back in two minutes with uh, uh, the conclusion of uh, Dread and the Raid. We'll be back. back. All right. All right. You guys, you guys stick around. I'll be right. I'll be right back. I just got to rest. I'm going to continue to uh, chat. I can see that uh, Rich Carlson in the chat has said uh, uh, Harris is great and unforgiven. I completely agree. He's one of uh, he, he's tremendous. I mean, I I love Richard Harris across the board. I did not need to disparage Richard Harris uh, as English Bob. He is absolutely terrific and one of his greatest. But he was world. kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's like he is definitely. You know, like he is, he is giving it his all as himself. That's why Eastwood cast him for the role. You know, oh, like yeah. he, is, he is playing up the uh, the Richard Harrisness of it, and I think that that's sort of like the genius there. It's like you know, like uh, he he comes in with this like uh, total tone of um, not just arrogance, but just sort of like he's just looking down at everyone in Unforgiven. You know, and then by the time he leaves, he is literally. He's got a bent gun and he's been beaten to hell and he's gonna run off duck. on a wagon. Yeah, just the incredible. duck of the duck of death. <laughs> the duck of death. The duck. I, I love the way that Hackman just keeps saying that. Duck. Just to annoy him. Like, oh, so good. Yep. Duke, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, I'm. I think that Rich knows this, uh, but Unforgiven is probably my top three films of all time. I've seen that beautiful uh, movie. I just watched it, rewatched it again. It's one of the greatest uh, movies ever made. It, it's really beautiful. Great, 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 great movie. Um, we we haven't done that one, have we? 
I don't think we've specifically done Unforgiven. It comes up fair often, but it's definitely worth talking about. We should have, uh, we should do that uh, uh, with Dave 3D Guy at some point because he is a, uh, as much of a uh, Unforgiven Dr. fan Death? as I am. And we yeah. actually saw Unforgiven the first time uh, together when we were living out in Amherst, Massachusetts, and oh, yeah. in the same town. And uh, we came out of the movie going like, we were stunned. We were like, wait, was that as good as I thought it was? That's, I don't know what to say about it. And then uh, we watched it, I think, 20 or 30 more times. Yeah. Were you what stunned because... Unforgiven. Yep. Were you stunned at that time because, oh, I can't believe Clint Eastwood made it, or it was just over the quality? Uh, just the quality. I mean, like, I've, I've always been a Western fan, for sure. But mm-hmm. I'd never seen a Western that was that good. Like that was now, how that would you powerful. rate that compared to the assassination of Jesse James? They are in the same, absolutely same in ballpark. Same ballpark. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. qualitatively, I would it's say it's hard like the, to make fun of Jesse. It's hard to just stack them against each other because it, they're both. Well, there are two very different kinds of movies. One is, I mean, assassination of Jesse James is is working hard at being. Um, an almost more historical film, right? Uh, in a very strange way. Whereas, like, Unforgiven is like deep in the mythos of the West. Yeah, like that's it's it's a world that's totally made up, and it's uh, dealing with the American uh, history of that myth. Um, and so, uh, whereas, like, Jesse James is outside of that myth and looking at how the myth damages things. Uh, Unforgiven takes place within the myth, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So it's part of like apples to uh, apples to apples them but like they are this uh, certainly of the same filmmaking quality and they mean as much to me and they're both incredibly beautiful films and um but uh, unforgiven i've seen a zillion times and i've picked over every single line of dialogue with uh, dave 3d guy at some point but uh yeah rich carlson says he had a run of good films uh, like uh, pale rider jesse wales uh and they were just getting better yeah those are all really good movies like those are all the top-notch eastwood fantastic stuff but uh, even I was not expecting uh, quite. You know who I can see becoming like him later is somebody like Hader or Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they got it in. Mm. Cooper is like I was. I was actually like uh, like I really uh, I really liked uh, Star is Born, and uh, I in particular I love the first half is virtually perfect. And I was like, this is a extraordinarily well-directed movie and it wasn't when uh, Dave 3D guy told me this like I guess that he became friends with Eastwood when they were doing um, their movies together like became actually close friends and so he asked Clint quite a bit of advice as to how to uh, uh, how to about, uh, go about doing this stuff and I think it really rubbed off on him you know like how to work with actors how to throw so what Ron Howard did with uh with Henry Fonda and uh, James Stewart or somebody, he did the same thing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah like, and I've said before, like, I, I like Ron Howard. I really do. I mean, like, he, he makes, <laughs> you know, he's made I one or two. He's a talented, talented guy. Really, really talented filmmaker. Very, like, one of the best studio filmmakers of all time. And uh, you can, like, <laughs> fuck, man, I always say it. Like, uh, I think Da Vinci Code is not that great a movie, um, but the sequel is an unbelievably fun movie that he did. And that's called it's the sequel to it. Oh, God, what's the, what's it called? It's the one where there's like an atom bomb dancing to the stars. 
it's basically that yeah, yeah. it's uh there's it's like there's an atom bomb at the vatican is the is the name <laughs> there's an atom bomb at the vatican. hey uh, i want to get i want to get back to uh oh yeah to, to our yeah. thing yeah, but uh a couple of notes i uh, i do want to remember next week we are just a reminder for people before we get into this next week we are going to be doing a watch party uh yeah. probably uh, which means that one of you can be, if you're a subscriber, can be on the watch party. And uh, Rich Carlson, since you subscribe, and you'd like to be in the watch party. That would be. Uh, I would. I would recommend that would be that, fun. Man. It'd be good. It That'd would be, be fun. Rich again, I I used to work with Rich. As, uh, yeah, really nice guy. Really, really. Uh, really. So, really so fun. I think Rich, if you want to be in with, join us as part of the group for the watch party, you are totally, totally up for it. The thing is, you're going to have to pick the watch party, That's which right. is also it cool. Has to be from the Amazon Prime list. Let us know if you're in, and we'll we'll definitely hook it up. Yeah, so 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 let us know Amazon Prime. Uh, just go to Amazon Prime and pick a good watch party, uh, and uh, let us know. And if if you haven't joined, uh, if you haven't joined our Discord, uh, do that, Rich, because that's where we have most of these discussions. But yeah. if you're not a Discord person, that's fine. We can you can always just. Um, message uh dan or myself or whoever or just actually email uh, podcast at martinigiant.com yeah. yeah. get us there but uh but the discord would be a good place and here actually none of them have it uh, that in any chat. of you guys yeah let me put that in the chat so i'll put the discord link in the chat so let's get back to the conclusion of the raid and uh dread because the raid had a kind of an interesting ending they tried they really uh -huh. tried uh -huh. it's you good. know it's good, and 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 I was I appreciated that because they they had a nice little little twist in there, and uh, I thought it was it was pretty cool. Hold on a second, I'm just copying the link, and I'm just gonna put it in here so I'm not distracted by this. So here's a link to the Discord, uh, Rich, if you want to join it. Um, okay, so in in the raid, what happens is there's uh the the corrupt cop goes up with one of the other cops to try to arrest the bad guy storm uh uh storm in and do his his little uh storming in thing right uh <laughs> once uh once they get in there um uh, they they catch the guy he has him he zip ties his hands or whatever and then he has his gun pointed towards the bad guy. The bad guy is like keeps yelling at him, and then uh, the corrupt cop turns and kills the good cop. Yes, right, <laughs> right. Because now you, we, are, we already knew he was corrupt, but it's like, how is he going to get out of this? He's like, right. nope, he's going to kill the bad cop. So now what he wants to do is he wants to actually leave the. He wants to actually get out he's like you're gonna help me get out of here because clearly he's trapped he's on the 15th floor there's people out there to kill him everywhere he's goes like you're gonna help me get out of here so he starts to walk him down the bad guy who's honestly speaking the bad guy's the only sort of actor i've noticed this and uh, i've mentioned it before in the whole thing starts really kind of going at him he's like oh yeah they're all corrupt you think you're gonna survive this you think you're gonna get out of this <laughs> he's like like they they all know what you did and they're all gonna come after you next and you're not right. gonna be able to sleep at night right. because they're gonna be you're gonna be shot about it jake it's jakarta <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right it's exactly it's totally chinatown it's absolutely right uh which is great uh and that's that's what it is 
<laughs> Forget about it, Jake. It's the raid. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he get the, the corrupt cop gets realizes he's fucked. And so he looks at the guy and just shoots the bad guy like dead on, which is kind of cool because I was expecting the bad guy to have to go to some other right. boss level stuff. Right. right? Exactly. Nope. Boss level. <laughs> right. Boom. And it just gets <laughs> shot. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then the guy was like, well, he's still fucked. So he's like, he wants to control his own death, which I thought was a cool thing. So he decides to try to kill himself. He puts the gun under his head to shoot and he's out of bullets, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so then the other two cops finally get out of the room, or the cop and his brother, and then I guess there's another injured cop, get out of the room. They find him. They figure out that he's corrupt, or the whole situation, and they all leave together. Mm-hmm. But the 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 brother says, you know, he's his the the cop brother decides, hey, why don't you come with us? Is like, no, I'm not going to leave. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick here. We'll find some other place to go. And he goes. Why don't you leave? Uh, why uh, same reason you won't let go of that uniform? It just fits right, right? And it was eh, kind of a good. And if I was your brother, but I was the good brother, and I wore a uniform like that, and your wife was pregnant, pregnant, yeah, but you can't you make me do it. But if I was right. your brother and I wore your <laughs> outfit, I don't know if it would fit because I'm skinnier. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's true. I don't want to go it's down. Slightly taller road. too. <laughs> taller. But, um, so so yes. Uh, but anyway, that was the ending. It was pretty. It's pretty good. Definitely sets itself up for a second show, which uh, uh, they did. But you like right. the second one better, b- both you guys. I, I, I didn't see the raid, second one. Raid two is is way more raid. Huh. <laughs> it's like it's it's like it doubles down in every single direction, and I, I and it doesn't try to complicate things with plot things that don't are not necessary. I would say the movie, uh, like it, it probably makes even less sense, but it's doing so much more crazy bullshit that you're just, it's great. It's just fine. I mean, like there's a, there's like a, a, a fight with hammers. Like these are the things you're going to remember when you see this movie. It's just, it's so wild and so awesomely done <clears throat> and totally, totally worth it. So I definitely recommend Red 2. Um, and also uh, I want to, I, I want to throw out some love for this guy's other movies, which uh, are really interesting. You want to see uh, Rent there's a, there's a horror series called VHS, right? I and mean, it's like uh, collections. Oh of, yeah. He did VHS. He did the VHS. He thing. did, he did a one and he did a short in VHS two, mm-hmm. uh, which is called safe Haven and the VHS movies. Cause they're shorts that are directed by different guys. Like the quality goes up and down. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not, but safe Haven is, if you're going to see any part of VHS at all, see safe haven it is phenomenal it is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite short films ever it's disgusting incredibly violent great horror film uh and then he made a movie called apostle which is on netflix and i can't say apostle is perfect but it's so strange i really recommend it. My i heartfelt so recommend good. apostle it's really 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 good it's very strange okay right uh, slightly yeah, yeah. the witch ish feel and uh, it's extremely well made. So Gareth, Gareth Evans doesn't work very often, but when he does, he really makes an impact. And he's got uh, two new movies coming out very soon, but I'm very, very excited for this guy. I, I like how Aaron's. We have a little bit more time just because Nancy's going to Uber. I just wanted to say that. Oh, that's nice. Great. Oh, okay. All she right. just got here early. Okay. That's right. right. She just called. Oh, that's awesome. So, oh, Wait. so you don't have to go drive her to the airport? Nope. I don't have to go to the airport. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, and then I'm right. done. It's good. Awesome. Uh, cool. So, uh, so let's see. Uh, okay. But in, in, uh, you know what we should do, honestly, yes. yeah. that for the, for, uh, to put on our website and everything, all these other cool links or other films we talk about, we should make some sort of little Kanban chart so people can remember them and go see it. Yeah. I like that idea. That sounds beautiful. Right? Because okay. you just talked about the short film, which I completely right? forgot the name. Yep. It's uh, Safe Haven in the Middle of VHS 2, or the ending of yeah, VHS. But that's. Well, that's... see, the thing is, people are actually writing this shit down and they're going to see I, hope it. So. I know people do that. I know. I'll but... tell you this for a fact. I'm... I'll well, tell hold you on. Hold on. Not... I'm seeing it for the, <laughs> on our website. So people who. Yeah, you put know, up a thing. A thing. So it's a little thing. In case yeah, yeah we're talking it, about doing this. Here's, yeah. here's our flow chart from our, or whatever it is. Right. So people, we, we've talked about so many different things on this episode. That's supposed to be about. But we just films. keep a notes <laughs> as we go. That's yeah, all. we like no, a, a bibliography, a bibliography that we publish at the end. That's a yeah. good idea. But yeah, no, yeah. that's that's a great one. I highly recommend uh, Gareth, Gareth Evans. Is this guy's name? A Welsh Gareth. who directs a lot of stuff about Indonesia. Fascinating guy. Really, really weird movies. Up and comer. I love him. I've always been confused about all of that area on a map. Like Indonesia, oh, yeah. well, the, Singapore, the that's right. very yeah. confusing to me. Like yeah. which to islands with borders with other islands. Yeah, I, I think that like... the I, yeah, because <laughs> I, I think we grew up in a time when not only was were schools not paying very much attention to that in America, uh, yeah. but also there's a lot of name changes going on. Um, yeah, like uh, Burma, in Burma, yeah, Burma. Right. Yeah, yeah, from you know, Indochina back in. You know, pre-Vietnam days and all right. that stuff. Like it gets, it's a little, uh, it's a little mixed up in my head. I got to be honest with it. But uh, uh, I, uh, I, I was looking at it on a map today, and I was like, why? I didn't realize Brunei is there. It's like it's like you know, yeah, it's like right. and it's also, <laughs> I'm, one I'm of the most oil-rich countries in the world. Mm -hmm. Brunei. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Sultan the, Sultan of, the Sultan of Brunei is like the wealthiest man in the world. He was. He was long time ago. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, no. Wealthiest man in the world is either Elon or, or, or Bezos at this point. I think. Yeah. Suzanne um, Summers. I'm going to throw another um, pot. I hope it's Suzanne from the um, the thigh squeezer. What's it called? Oh, the the thigh master. Thigh master. Yeah, thigh that's master, how she yeah. made her money. It's the thigh master. Good deal. Good yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Not bad. Well unbelievable. Um, but uh, yeah, along these lines, if uh, you're looking for more. Uh, films of the area that we brought up, well, I think last week, I'm going to reinforce it, documentary called The Act of Killing. If you have not seen this, it will gotta write this down. blow your goddamn mind out your ears. And what's the one you, you wanted us to see, Chris? The Forever. show? Forever. Forever. Yeah. yeah. J J all you gotta do is, is I've been recommending this forever. Forever. What's <laughs> the thing that yeah, Chris has been recommending forever? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly true. And again, I'm going to warn you guys: the first three episodes are going to be like, I don't get it. And then you're going to go, oh, I'm used, oh. To, I'm used to the thick crust now. It'd what? be so great, Chris, if you recommended something. It's like, look, I want to caveat this, okay? It's nine episodes. It's okay. The first 
Eight and a half episodes are horrible. <laughs> People you got you, you to sit through it. You got to yeah. sit through it because the, the last episode is worth it. It yeah, absolutely is worth recommended it. shows to me, and they said the first two seasons aren't that good. I'm just aren't like, that very good. That's, no, that's not episodes. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's, well, what I got into here, I'll just, I'll be very, it's, it's kind of a comedy, right? Mm -hmm. And you look at it, it's like, oh, it's a super lightweight comedy with Fred Amistad and uh, Maya Rudolph, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's funny. It's uh, funny. And then you're like, oh, well, that's a weird thing that happened. And then, oh, that's a weird thing that happened. And then suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, you need to establish that to one, establish the characters, figure out what's going on. And now it's you realize this is a completely different story. Right. And it gets very interesting i don't know I, and maybe it's maybe it's just me maybe it's just me and it's just going to reveal more about you myself sound like, <laughs> you sound like you're in buffalo 66 maybe it's just me you know like i just like to watch this movie like watch forever right no maybe don't don't do it don't do it like do it no, wrong. no 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 i like the good tv shows right like cadillac quality quality, quality with cadillac. a cue okay cadillac deville <laughs> like I, I like Raging Bull, right? That's a movie. <laughs> so much. I did that. There's a friend of mine who 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 got a new shifter knob for his for his oh, WRX God. or whatever, and he put it like, "Hey, check it out." And so my response to to him was the clip from Buffalo '66. I drive shifter cars. I drive cars that shift themselves, like Cadillacs. <laughs> Have you heard of that Cadillac? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the best the best if anyone has seen buffalo 66 go back and watch our episode on it and also go back and watch buffalo 66 which i believe is on tubi which I yeah have. i didn't like it yeah that's right you yeah you had trouble with it yeah, you i had trouble it. with it i think the character is a horrific person he is a horrific person <laughs> he is a horrific fun. person which is part of the story <laughs> but i also feel that he he is playing himself and he reflects that horrible person oh yeah and, I get, it and like how much of this really and is the way that, that he treats uh 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 is terrible christina ricci is yeah. horrible totally she just brutal, goes along with it yeah, because i think what he secretly wants is to be a horrible person and have women just comply with it yeah i think that's what he wants <laughs> We let people judge for themselves. Let us know what you think. Martini Giant uh, semi endorses Buffalo 66. I've seen it 20 times. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. And it's fine. Listen, there's something about the reality of what he's saying that's hard. I just have a hard time taking that pill. That's all I'm doing. Well, you know? he is like, he is 100% a unlikable, uh, arrogant douchebag. Yes. Like he's also a big time. Trump supporter. He's a huge Trump no. supporter. Yes, he is. Oh yeah, like oh, yeah, like the the actual guy. Like, uh, speaking, I yeah. don't. I really don't know. Like Vincent, um, what's his name? Oh, actor, Vincent Gallo. Vincent Gallo. Like it's very difficult to tell the guy how much of this is essentially performance art. Um, it's true, it's and so... even the fact that he said all those things about Trump and all the racist yeah. things he said, I'm like, is he just trying to fuck with us? I think I I I. I actually do believe that that's true because he's so yeah. like he, cause his films. Cause he's are, an artist too, right? He's an artist. Like, yeah. yeah. And a musician yeah. and yeah. all kinds of, weird. and especially, I mean, even though people really um, hammered on the movie, I really love uh, his movie, the Brown bunny. Brown I think bunny. it's very, it's yeah. beautiful. And 
extremely gentle and extraordinarily kind-hearted movie. And I'm just like, I don't really know if the whole thing, he, the when he's on, you know, guesting on radio shows, like, I think this is a weird act. I think it's a very mm-hmm. weird act that he's dedicated himself to. So I will say with, one I will say one thing about Buffalo 66, though, that's interesting, is that it has, uh, towards the end, a slow motion shot of someone getting shot uh, bullet time, which goes back to uh, Dread, which is what we should be talking about. <laughs> yes, thanks for pulling back. <laughs> but the thing was, is that they were playing Yes. Oh, it's yeah. so everything about that scene. I love. Yes, yeah. I, I understand. I understand. And, and right. people, if you guys want to hear us have a, a, a at length discussion about that, you should go back to our. Wait, we have a whole episode on. Yes. What? Yeah. What did we? You cover Buffalo '66, and what was what we paired it with? Something different. I forgot what it was. It was very interesting. Yeah, we had a good pairing there. That was. Uh, let's Google it. Martini. Giant Buffalo '66. Journey of Ricky Tamblin. All right. We did. What do we do it with? Um, Badlands. Badlands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that was a good really, pairing, actually. That was that was really good. That was really really. And good. I love that that film. I I love Badlands. Oh, Badlands is perfect. It's perfect. But yeah, no, I would say like it was. It, go back and listen to that because it really is like Vincent Gallo is a fascinating object of a person yes, he is. because like he is a tremendous artist when he makes films, and then when you hear him talk, you're like. Who is this radical fucking weirdo anti-Semite Trump supporting monster uh, that makes these movies that are literally the opposite of that? Like, and it's a, it's a. Oh, it's, I don't know if that movie's the opposite of that. I know, but the I movie don't is, think Buffalo the movie 66 is, is the opposite of that. The movie, I mean, I know he's he's pointing out all of his flaws. I mean, like, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like he obviously hates himself. It's like oh obviously movie, right um and uh and he's in the movie is incredibly self-critical and it's also in just the right moments incredibly empathic and gentle yeah, and sure. i'm just like i don't understand well he also ma- he's also making excuses for himself by revealing his parents right so his parents are the it's ones true. who made him this is true so yeah like i'm not I, I can't defend vincent gallo the man i don't know the guy like i'm just i'm just like it's 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 such a shock to hear him say the, the fucking stupidest shit on the radio you can imagine where you're just like what ra- i gotta listen to this off. i haven't heard this yeah and then yeah. you see these movies which are seemingly made by literally somebody else so i, I don't know what to say but that's like it's a uh it's not quite as extreme as a leany reifenstall problem but it's definitely one of these things <laughs> where you're like, who the fuck is this guy you know and uh, it's but but regardless whether he's a monster or not, like those, I stand behind those movies because the yeah. movies themselves are quite beautiful, even if he's an intolerable, horrible person. It doesn't really matter. Right? Yeah, the, the well, movies are are, are quite. I, I don't want to get back into this because we're going to start debating about it, mm. again, and I don't want to do that. And uh, I respect Eric's love of that movie, which is great, and I should totally do that. Uh, but okay. I'm now hey, getting confused. How did they get to Mama? Like, what was how? Someone r- remind, me, remind me how they got up there. Dan, you must remember. Uh, they, uh, let's see. They there was something about the guy. So that she she had the guy with the gun uh, with who the computer guy, right? Right, the, right, right. The blonde, that, the blonde right. redhead so they, kid. That's it. Because she looks inside the mind of the computer guy. That gives them the 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 the, the code to get into Mama's level, and that's how they right. get to Mama. Right. Right. And then uh, that's where she shows compassion and lets the computer guy go, which, uh, which is like, that's a fail offense. That guy's uh, an assistant, to, you know, to the crime. Right. And, uh, and she's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, 
like he didn't do anything wrong. He was tortured into doing this. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to be a fucking. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. The psychic woman. Yeah. Yeah. Psychic woman let him go. Right. And and then Jed was like, nope, he was complicit to the crime. Right. 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 And so like there's a little character breakthrough moment for the bull from there. He Uh had, by the way, just just for people, he had a really cool look because he's very, very, very pale. Yeah. Right. And his iris, he had this like like computer iris thing that was going on, which made his eyes very, very dark, which doesn't make sense with very pale people having these super dark eyes. Super irises. big dark eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, uh, but he, he was good as an actor. Like I really, like his, his. Is he not uh, in 28 stress- Days Later or something like that? Yeah, no, he's, uh, his dad's in 28 Days Later, actually. And really? He, oh. Yeah, no, he's a great, this, uh, yeah, it's like Brandon Gleason's son. And uh, and the and the kid himself is actually a very good actor. He's been in the, he's in the About Time. He's the main guy in About Time. Oh, he's the main character in About Time. That's yeah. exactly right. It's a terrific, terrific. Actor. Very. If they good. ever make a movie about Pink Floyd in the '60s, he would be perfect because he just had that look of like an English pop star <laughs> in this but, like the, that type of guy. I was just like, God, he looks like a young Dave Gilmore or something sure, like that. It was sure. it was a cool look to him. Um, yeah. It was a good cast. It was good. But, but but what I liked about him is that he, his acting wise, is he, he played it perfectly where he looked like he was completely panicking. But then when he had to act relaxed on the phone to the cops, he just barely pulled it off. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like you could really sense his stress. Like, I mean, it was a little over the top at some points, but. But his stress was well managed as an actor. I was like, oh, that's yeah, he's doing a good job. I mean, it's a it is a kind of a cartoony character that he's playing. He is he's doing it, and, and he and he knows that, and he certainly that. plays it out right, and he right. certainly does that. And then Mama is totally overdone, where she's like, kind of like doting over him with a knife, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, right, right, you know, yeah. Uh, but, you, but you get good uh, actors doing that kind of stuff, and it's and it's really fun. It's Just, fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, super yeah. Fun. I agree. There was also the the screen insert stuff was really good too there was uh-huh. a great style to the look and it, it bordered on comic book but it was awesome yeah well they, it actually like the screen stuff, insert like, stuff yeah like it, like a lot of the a lot of the material felt like mid 80s indie sci-fi movies like uh you know like what's the movie uh hardware and shit like that but these really weird uh-huh. experimental you know like kind of shitty but kind of awesome movies you'd find on hbo and uh, it's like they took that style and advanced it a couple more steps into being, you know, watchable <laughs> and like and retained that interesting, gritty element to it. It's really nicely designed. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, basically, they get to Mama. And then I forgot how they actually end up throwing her off to the building. But well, she, yeah, ends she, up... she has that uh, the pulse thing, right? Oh, right. She has the a pulse, pulse thing. That's right. So, so she has she has a thing that basically, if her pulse is still going, yeah, if it oh, stops, that's right. it will blow up. The if building. it's if yeah, it's like a timer for the building. But then they realized that it's tied to the top of the building, and so if they throw her off the building and she dies at the bottom, it's too far. It the signal's too faint. It probably the, won't wi- go the Wi-Fi connection won't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, and that basically the uh, it won't work. So. Uh, that's one way to make it happen. So yes, she uh, she basically says I'm I'm a booby trap because you can't kill me because if my pulse goes then right. uh, 
And so they end up throwing her off the building and they give her slow-mo too. Don't they? Yeah, yeah, just they very yeah. good. They throw everything. And her, slow-mo. Her, and her, her face hitting the ground. And her face explodes. Uh, <laughs> face, yeah, yeah. Her face explodes in a very beautiful way. Just like what, what, what is the, 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 like the Kool-Aid jug. In yeah, the it's just gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. Like they're having so much of the right kind of fun. I was just like, this, this could be better. It's that, like, it was Do you really, guys... Okay. Do you guys ever watch the slow mo guys on YouTube? Oh yes. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love those guys. The, this the, a lot of this felt like they should just they just hired the slow mo guys to do this these crazy. Oh, they do. They worked for what's his name, um, Madonna's ex husband. Oh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, yeah, on one of his films, I yeah. saw those guys. Their stuff is, but they have great cameras, which are super expensive. Yeah. yeah, they they have the ones that shoot at like a whatever a zillion frames per frames second. second. Yeah. The problem when you shoot that fast is you have to flood it with so much freaking light. Oh yeah, because there's just yeah. nothing there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really wild. Yeah, like they uh, I, I watched them shoot. Uh, what were they trying to shoot? They're trying to like shoot. Yeah, like they're shooting eggs. Oh, <laughs> cool. And like a line of eggs, and they they shot like the they they, they shot it, and like the last egg. Uh, uh, was totally unpunctured because four eggs deflected the momentum of the bullet. And they're That's just right. like cool. even with this, like even with this, like really, like it's like armor-piercing bullet. Like the first egg, you already see the thing go start to spin off plum, and by right. the time it gets the fifth egg, it's it's already gone someplace else. It's really I was That's just like, so wow. Yeah, it's really really beautiful. Interesting. There yeah. was a. Uh... That they've they've done they did they paired up with uh something the other a really interesting educational youtube guy is something new every day or something like that oh yeah and i think that they were looking at um like bullets fired in a pool like how deep you could go or yes. something like that yeah yeah I that love was that stuff yeah 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 because those guys also did um uh, they were looking at whether or not uh water flows differently like like drains in the opposite in different uh hemispheres right which is oh right right and so they did it which is all bullshit but it turned out it worked it was totally wild they did they did it with um uh what's his name the other other major science youtuber and they actually had a simultaneous broadcast to show this thing they're just like it doesn't often happen but it happened like because of all sorts of other forces but we try to isolate it perfectly and it seems to happen. And I was just like, that's really fucking fantastic. So there is, I saw a video of these guys that are on the equator in some country in Africa or whatever. And uh, they, they pretty much put out this, um, they go like, here's the equator right here, the line, like this is the equator. And they go on one, they walk on one side of the line and then they try to pour water in a pan and it turns in one direction uh, and they walk on the other side and it turns in the other direction which is total bullshit because what they're actually doing is they're actually just angling how the water goes in, in course, a different yeah, direction that's, that's just, the main thing right like right and funny. so they, they angle it and it was like oh right yeah so that's what's yeah and so people are like oh look pay me you know four dollars and i'll show you how water goes in different directions different right. sides of the equator it's like literally 10 feet from each other yeah on the not equator. gonna happen it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna happen yeah yeah anyway, that's cool YouTube uh all right so these uh uh okay i'll i'm i'm glad we did these films one because we've been doing a lot of sort of heady films and it was nice to sort of watch 
an, a, a freaking just good action films. Oh, this is great. Good action films, right? And I think this was a good pairing, obviously, for obvious reasons. But I think it was good that we talked about these films. So I was super happy we did them. And uh, I watched uh, Dread with, with Brady. Who, oh, that must have been a blast. What did he think? Yeah. You know, Brady's man. He should he's he a, prefer the first one. He's the, he's an artist. <laughs> he's an artist, man. Like you know, he 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 wants he loves comedy. This was not comedy, right? Right. Um, violence is not necessarily a thing that he's excited about. I think he he likes word subtleties, and uh-huh. this did not have any of that either. Oh, definitely no. Yeah. Right. So. Um, I think Lily probably would have liked Raid, but I can't get her out of her room. She's she's just watching anime in her room, which is fine. That's I don't my daughter, her, man. Yeah, I don't want to force her into anything. Although, you know what we did watch? Um, she said, you know, I want to watch a film move tonight with everyone. And I was like, oh, really? Lily, please, what do we want to watch? And she said, I want to watch, um, um, oh, crap. I'm totally name blanking. Um, uh, the, the Johnny Depp musical to, oh, to, uh, Sweeney Todd, yeah, Sweeney Todd. She wanted to watch Sweeney Todd, yeah, which I was totally into. And then Karen's like, "I don't like musicals." I was like, "Oh, that's well, then you're gonna man. you're gonna lose because this is great." <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, that's an. I'm, I'm not a big big Tim Burton fan outside of Ed Wood, which is fucking perfect. Uh, right, but right. but uh, Mexico, Mexico, Mexico is a disaster. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, but but Sweeney Todd is way up there for me. That's a really really good movie. And I like I said before, like I really recommend the. Uh, Angela Lansbury HBO stage production version from the 80s. You tell me that, and I was going to give her her that. Um, I did like Big Fish. Big Fish is very good. No, he's made some good movies. He's made some very good movies. I uh, but I don't think I don't think it's the Tim Burton that I like about Big Fish. I think it's the story of Big Fish that I like. The the only problem with Tim Burton, I mean, that's a, because he, that's based on a real book, right? It's based on yes. Book. Like the, yeah. the only problem with him as a director is that he's a great visualist. He knows how to stage stuff. He has great work with actors and. His visuals are always amazing, but he doesn't right. care, care if the screenplay works. And so sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Right. Fish does, and so it's a great movie. You know, and but what, well, fucking perfect, you know? Edward is perfect. Uh, what's the other one? Um, Olivia, she liked that movie. What's the one we did it with her? Uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is good. Um, uh, the Pee Wee's Big Adventure is great. Yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure is good. No, he's, what do you he's think good. about uh, uh, Edward Scissorhands? I'm okay on Edward Scissorhands. I like Scissorhands, yeah. and I love uh, Mars Attacks. Oh, Mars Attacks is very funny. Yeah. Okay, Mars Attacks is very funny. We, yeah. we showed that to the kids way too early. They did not <laughs> It was horrifying. Like it. They were like, how are you laughing at this? And I was like, this is oh, terrifying. Yeah. Dark is terrifying. humor. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah they're like, this is bad. not funny. It was like... People's getting blown up. It's like it's hilarious. It's hilarious. No. I mean, come on. That's why I mean, they, they were like they were like five and seven. And like, yeah, nope, maybe. they did not yeah. think it was funny. Um, I, along those lines, I do want to have a call call out to Jason who brought up something I was going to bring up earlier. Lena Headey's death in uh, in Dread reminded me of the uh, brilliant music video for Apex Twins' Rubber Johnny. Oh, Robert Johnny. Remember that? Yeah, and uh, the face separating on the on the camera. Lens. I have that. Chris Cunningham. I have oh, the thing of it. That guy. That one was... of the all-time great directors of. Uh, yeah. He did he die? No. No. He just never he's... fucking did anything else. Yeah, I think he <laughs> he did. He was pretty drugged, drugged up, right? 
yeah, I believe that he was involved in some stuff like that. Yeah, Lots I mean, of he just basically got daily, like, apparently. So yeah, which is which is too bad because he was one of the like. I used to have reasons. there was a there was a one of those DVD collections that I had. It was like right. the Chris Cunningham yeah. video. I movie. have that too. That's the one. Yeah, it's awesome. always full of love. Uh, always yeah. full of love. Uh, oh, yeah. what's his I, name I, at DD? Did all the robots on that? That was yeah. he was a big guy. What was his name? He did all the the robot stuff for what it all is full of love. It's, it's incredible, incredible! It's one of my yeah. favorite videos of all time. And mm-hmm. uh, Robert Johnny is hysterical and really disturbing. And uh, Robert Johnny, what's that. the other Aphex Twin one with the giant the car? Break? Oh, the giant no, car the... one is hysterical. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, because that's the uh, the what's that called? It's just, uh, so funny. It's filmed on Venice Beach, and all the dancers yes. have his face. Oh, what is that? Called? Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, that's that's oh, actually great. That guy was I just out of control. Have to remember. Is, was that also Chris Cunningham? That's Chris Cunningham, also, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like, like the, 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 when the limo just goes, <laughs> it just keeps not going. <laughs> well, I love the fact that it starts with these people having an argument, and it goes on for oh, a long. If you watch the full version, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's it's just going on and on and on, and then it's like it's interrupted by this giant car. Just it's like, it's like seventy-eight feet long. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like two hundred feet long. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, so funny, man. It's so good. Yeah, the um, uh, the one that I always want to put out there. Maybe I'll just drop it in the chat right now. It's so good. It's yes, there we go. Chris Cunningham. This I want to see a horror movie that's as good as this video. I can only find a shitty copy of it, but I'm gonna put it in the chat anyway. Sheena is a parasite. It is just out of this world. Where is it? Where is it? Okay, I'm putting this in the chat for everybody who wants to check it out. And if you find a better copy of it, find a better copy. But just as a note, Sheena as a Parasite is like, I want to be this freaked out by a horror film. This is definitely A-plus material. This is like alien good. Okay. Um, uh, all right. That guy should have been directing. I mean, he can live his own life. I don't know what he's doing right now. I, I don't know what he's time. doing now. Yeah. He might be happy as a clam and he doesn't want to do any of this stuff anymore. And I God bless him for that. But like, if he gets back to the filmmaking, I won't be sad. I think the problem is his probably his state is what allowed that creativity to happen. <laughs> Maybe true. Right? Maybe yeah. true. And then when he if he got out of it, he's like, I can't direct anymore because I don't want to be in that state. Anymore. Yeah, I gotta I gotta be in the in the uh, saturated Chemical so window liquor yeah. window liquor was the name window of the liquor. yes exactly yes <laughs> window liquor is a classic an absolute yes. classic every that every was apex day. twin as well yeah. yeah okay all right all right all right all right all right early work i'm looking at his wikipedia right now after seeing cunningham's work in uh uh in uh, cunningham's work in 1995 version of judge dread stanley kubrick headhunted cunningham to design and supervise and anim- so uh chris cunningham worked on judge dread no shit connects at all there it yes is. it's all there wow. it is and oh, stanley yeah. kubrick looked for him to design and supervise the animatronic tests on the central robot for his character for ai no wow. so i guess i guess chris cunningham had a uh, uh, uh an effects uh uh yeah animatronic uh background which makes oh, that's sense crazy. that's incredible yeah because i swear to God, there's like 
that scene is a parasite video. Like I saw that and like I now have in my mind an entire film that I want to make that isn't like that thing, but I was like, that is the kind of horror movie I want to make. And like, by the way, he's our age. God damn. Oh, so guy. he's 38. It's 38, 39, mm-hmm. yeah, depending on the breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what yeah. does he do now? Don't know. I, I don't know. We'll have to. I don't. He was working on. Doing he's head of international distribution for Whole Foods Incorporated. Oh, that's great. That's, so there's a little day job for you. It works out. He's got. He, oh well, he had a website called ChrisKinningham.com, but it's now available on Get GoDaddy. <laughs> I want to get. I'm going to fucking buy that thing, and I'm going to start putting videos up. <laughs> take that chris come and steal the crown back <laughs> yeah on, man Rub, rubber johnny oh my god uh, stone cold production when when rubber johnny is leaning back in his wheelchair and he's shooting laser beams at his fingertips you cannot beat that that cannot beat that yeah he lived so, in I don't, LA. I, he, yeah i don't yeah he's a he was he was a fascinating person. Uh, or I don't know anything about him, actually. I just know he's that, the greatest uh, work in the world. Who knows? He just he just created some amazing work. So yeah. there you go. I, 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 like he's, yeah, whether he's a great person or a terrible person, you may never know. But his the work is the work speaks for itself. Just, I, I just sorry, just 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 watch Window Liquor. Uh, that, Window Liquor. All, all is full of. Love. You've never seen anything like that. Oh God, it makes me laugh just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> the girl turns around and she's like, uh, like this. And it's got the huge Apex twin face. <laughs> I put something in the chat, guys. Here we go. Where is What's Chris that? Cunningham? Oh, yeah. God, so good. Look at it. Yeah, the first time I saw All's Full Love, it made me cry. I was like, this is one of the most Come to Daddy is so weird. Come to Daddy is great. Come like that's straight it, up yeah. like Cronenberg's the the brood style. Right. There it is. Window liquor is amazing. There it is, John. Rubber Johnny. Johnny. Disturbing. Yeah. That was a PlayStation. Yep, PlayStation gig. That was good. They basically stole that uh, effect of the PlayStation gig to do uh 30 days of night, which is a good effect. Right. Sebo, yeah. Sebo. Fro- Frozen. Wow. Madonna. You know, it's interesting. I uh, do you guys know uh, Greg Downing? Yeah. Yes. Eric so, Hansen's adult partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did a lot of VR stuff with with Eric and all those things. And apparently, they were doing something in uh, Iceland with yeah. Bjork, like a yeah. three sixty thing like that. Right. And so, apparently. It was this closed space, but you know when you're doing 360 video, you can't have a whole crew behind you because it's 360. Yeah, video, right? right about <laughs> right. So, 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 Greg was there, and he had he was he had to be like up against the camera or some situation where he could figure out how to get out of it, whatever. With with her there, uh, and it was in this closed space, so he was like two feet from her, right? And she wanted to test the resonance of the space, right? And like, so she would like start to to sing and very loudly to test it. Uh-huh. And he says, like, it was like feeling a wind shock, like from her oh, singing. Yeah, I can't imagine, right? And then they did the whole piece, and he was like literally two feet from her as she is screaming, singing in his face. And he said, oh, yeah. it was the most like. I had all these goosebumps. 
I was in tears crying emotionally from the yeah, situation. From it was yeah. in, in the, from yeah. being two feet away from Bjork as she's singing to me in my yeah. face. That's insane. That's insane. I yeah. still stand by anyway. like Bjork delivered to me the greatest uh, performance by a woman in film in Lars von Trier's movie with her. I was just like, that's the greatest what? acting I've seen from what? an what? actress in my life. What was the name of that movie? It's, that was... um, say again? That was that with what's uh, Bogie's uh, wife from uh, Lauren Bacall? Uh, yeah, no. it's um, hang on, it's gonna come to me. Name slipped out of my head. One second, Lauren Bacall's in that. Yeah, uh, she was the main actor in it. Bjork was. It is Dancer in the Dark. There, Dancer in the Dark. Dancer in the Dark. I've seen yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever seen anyone so completely like convince me of anything as I did with her. That's the greatest female performance in the film as far as I can recall. I actually went to, when I was in Iceland, the Punk Rock Museum, which is amazing. Mm -hmm, I hmm. imagine. Yeah. It's in a, they staged it in an abandoned underground bathroom. Excellent. Well done, so, Which is perfect. So they'll Smart. have exhibits inside of the urinals. Yes. Like it was pretty... Really? It was, that's great. Yeah, that's uh, great. And then they basically had a bunch of old, like at the end of the tour, they had a bunch of like guitars and random crap that all plugged in and you're just free to just, just hammer it, put it as loud as you want, just do whatever the hell you want. It was like, Bleh! so the kids are like, got these guitars and these bass and they're just like, <laughs> so good. yeah and it was like yes yes it was so like lily still talks to us like you remember when we went to the punk rock museum it's like yeah, yeah. Great, I, the, the world needs more punk needs more punk right yeah. now yeah Such oh my God. desperate need we definitely need more punk and <laughs> <laughs> less less clarence thomas okay yeah. uh <laughs> Less Clarence, uh, less Clarence Thomas. Agreed. More punk. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, all right, uh, guys, uh, this has been a great episode. Uh, we are going to uh, definitely try to do uh, a watch party. It sounds like I think I convinced Mr. Rich Carlson. That's to gonna be, be on great. The podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, guy. I used to work with him in video games a long time ago. He's totally awesome, you know. Love that. Okay, so okay. find a way to get in touch with him, Dan, to make sure that he uh, yeah, know how friends. to connect with him. Yeah, we'll make okay, sure that great. happens. That sounds good. Okay, so so you you can do that, and we can get that all connected. And so, uh, which means he has to pick one. So he has to pick one fairly soon so we can mm -hmm. get ready for it. Yep. Um, and then we'll do that. But otherwise, great episode, guys. Awesome to do this. Uh, next time we'll do something. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a musical or something a little bit different. Oh, that'd be nice. That's a couple yeah. good ones. Yeah. Ones. Well, there's a whole thing on Criterion for Judy Garland. Because right. I just was at the, uh, the uh, Franco Zeffirelli Museum when I was visiting Italy. And I took my family there. There's a, mu and... there's a museum for Zeffirelli? Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, so Florence by the, the Bargello and uh, by Uffizi. And it was uh, it was great. But he had a, I took photos. I'll send them to you. But they sent, uh, there's a picture of him with Vincent Minnelli. Huge up on the wall. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, George Cooker. And so uh, I thought I saw her. And so there's a whole thing on Criterion for her, Judy Garland. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Meet right. me in St. Louis and stuff like that. So maybe we do something like that. That sounds great. 
do they or did... we can uh, continue with the Zeffirelli um, theme and uh, watch all of Jesus Nazareth. That's right. Well, they had they <laughs> oh, had the, they had all the drawings and stuff. Uh, oh, that's the cool. miniseries. You're talking about the miniseries, right? The miniseries. Yeah. I actually, I, I have a, I'm not religious in the slightest, but I love Jesus movies, and that's one of my favorite Jesus movies. I saw that miniseries. Yeah, I remember. It it's was very good. There's a there's a shot in that Dave and I Dave 3D and I always talk about. It's like when Jesus walks in through this doorway, and they change the exposure so that uh, even though the camera is moving into darkness, and they need to bump the exposure up its time perfectly so Jesus himself remains at exactly the same light level, and the room around him changes. It's stunning. Oh. One of the great great camera tricks. Really really great. Great movie. So it's it's kind of like the it's kind of like the uh, the the Hitchcock zoom, but with exposure. With exposure, yeah, yeah, ah, that's exactly that's right. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah, so good. well, so I'll good. send you a couple snaps from the museum if you are interested, because yes, there's please. some cool things. I'll send you the picture of the whole gang, but um, it was cool. Meaning from the uh, from the um, museum, like the picture of him with all the great directors in the late seventies. Nice. That's amazing. I would definitely do that. Very much so. All right. I'm going to end this because we're at our three-hour mark. So God, you're so mean. I Perfect. know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. You guys ready? Yes. Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.